BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Sometimes I cry. Miss my butthole, <laughs> From the strangest corners of the internet, here to bring you opinions of the world from an altered perspective. Here are your hosts, the Drunken Peasants. Welcome to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, episode 918. Do it live! <laughs> We're doing it live. Um... At this time, we got Mike from the Humanist Report back once again. Welcome back, Mike. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. Always good to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, and we were saying before we started, uh, we can't even remember the last time you were on, and it may have been over a year, like pre-COVID times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. it was. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure last time you were on, we were talking about meeting up and hanging out, and that would mm-hmm. not have been a post-COVID thing. You're not right, allowed, right. You're not allowed to go outside anymore. Yeah, it's a new world. <laughs> but it's it's cool to have you back on, especially with um a lot of serious topics to talk about. You know, usually yeah. we goof on stuff, and uh, I I can't I can't like I can't say anything about Afghanistan without pissing somebody off. So I'm gonna need you to step in. <laughs> And and you do that anyway, though. Like, yeah, but you're not I, trying to avoid it. It's different though with <laughs> Afghanistan. My my friend Keemstar, his girlfriend didn't know what it was like I mean, to live in a world without an Afghanistan war. This this oh, good one. Um, <laughs> I actually know that reference. Too. Yeah. <laughs> this this video is already demonetized because it has Afghanistan in the title. You know that'll happen. Yeah, it's a sensitive topic. It, <laughs> You know, you know, we got a strike on our channel for a video that showed 9/11 footage on it. They said we were promoting and like recruiting terrorism 
uh, because we did that. But it's like, just wait uh, in, in a few weeks when it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. CNN and Fox News and all of them are going to show that same footage, and it, they're not going to get in trouble on YouTube. But we still have a strike for it. Isn't that so infuriating when you get penalized because, you know, we're, we're nobodies, we're, we're the plebeians on YouTube, but these news websites still do like the same thing and I'll like respond to a Fox News segment, but then I'll get dinged for it. Like I usually won't get a strike. I mean, it's pretty rare, but um, I'll get demonetized when it's like, wait, the yeah. video that I'm responding to, they have it fully monetized. So what, what's the difference? Like I'm debunking their misinformation and I'm getting demonetized. It, it's so frustrating. What I've heard is that the big TV companies have like their own YouTube ads so their monetization goes through their own platform, and that's how they get around mm -hmm. it. But I think that's, I think that's a lie. It might be a lie. I think it's a lie. I think it's Susan Rajicki like just is. hurting us. She's personally wrestling us down to the ground. It feels like it. Are you are you all doing okay? Like this last year, I feel like has been pretty brutal for a lot of YouTubers who I've talked to. Like we're we're kind of like in the same range. Yeah, and I feel like for all of it's pretty brutal yeah we've been lucky that like the fan base is so supportive because yeah. if we had to rely on youtube ben and i would be they, out of trash cans they, they took yeah, away our, they took away our monetization for like a week because of that 9-11 footage and wow i contacted enough people to kind of rattle the cage over there and they they gave us that back but we still have the strike Man. And whenever you have a, a strike, it's so horrifying because yeah. you're kind of like walking on thin ice because, I mean, when I don't know about you guys, but whenever I get a strike, it's like something from two years ago that I uploaded that I totally forgot about. That's what so this like, was. So like what's stopping them? Yeah, yeah, some, yeah, some random other strike, you know, it's and doesn't Ethan from H3, he has two strikes right now, so he can't stream or anything and bigger yeah. content uh, providers, too. It's so it's so weird. Like the platform is, is so broken right now. It, and I hope that. They fix it. I heard H three strikes are on two different channels, so it shouldn't be because the third strike you're out for a singular channel. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm I'm from what I heard, he got one strike on one channel and one strike on another. So it won't oh, be okay. it won't be too hard when he comes back. Just you know, like instead of just having one more and you're out, he can still have the second one, and then he really has to. Sw I I think at least. I know. Yeah. Um, I think KSI just got hit for a bunch of old content that was made uh, years ago. That they're sweeping against these bigger channels and kind of picking out what doesn't YouTube climate. And I think that's uh, a problem. Yet, because it was all fine, you know, years ago there was just it was the Wild West. You could get away with some stuff. Yet, Chris Chan mm -hmm. still has a channel. Chris Chan has a channel, but Chris <laughs> Chan doesn't have uh, freedom. No, yeah. right now. Yeah, mm. the amount of, unless Christian gets a burner phone in prison and starts uploading streams from so, inside prison. Mike, have you avoided the Christian story? So I saw one video about it from Vosh, but I still don't fully understand it. I, I think I was first introduced to it from a ContraPoints video, but I don't remember all of the details. But I probably should look into it because I know it's a big thing now. It it did make like Newsweek and stuff like that, which I was really surprised. And, and Tucker, Fox News, Tucker yeah. Carlson talked on yeah. it, used it as oh, a trigger okay, point yeah. to keep women out of our trans women out of bathrooms. There's there's a <laughs> fifty there's a fifty nine part uh, YouTube documentary series out there. Fifty nine. 
Yeah. But don't worry, they're, they're only about, like 45 uh, minutes a piece. Yeah, they're, each one is like 45 oh. <laughs> minutes. I could finish that in a weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it has a lot of, maybe too much information, but a lot of it's just because mm. this person leaked a lot of their stuff, a lot of their uh, history and everything, but it's it, they're a mentally ill person that uh, did something very horrible, so mm. I guess... Sounds we'll, like a... Yeah. Yeah, sounds very depressing to like Yeah. look into it. I might just avoid that altogether. I would. There's no reason. You know Ignorance can be bliss sometimes. There's no reason I, to know anything about this. Like this this won't enrich your life at nope. all. No. Nope. But yeah. it'll horrify I know, you. I know so many people who oh, like get a little bit of it and they just get sucked well, in. It was a and funny, they watch everything in Chris like a weekend. Chris Chan was a funny silly thing on the internet that people laughed at and they kept coming back for more cuz they liked the attention of it and now it, it, stuff has come up that they've done some pretty horrible things or that that mm. they've at least admitted to they've it. admitted to, and, and this is the thing with christian is even admitting to it you got to question whether or not it's reality because yeah, they're out of it like it, they're not in touch but they you know mm. ad admitting in such detail that you're having a sexual relationship with your mother oh! it's it's uh it's it's crushing because you know she's seventy nine years old has dementia. Uh, the question whether or not she could consent is uh, is 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 a big deal beyond the incest. It's it's just uh, a yeah. Then wow. they got arrested and now they're in jail. It's uh, it's a it's, it's a real no shit show. Kidding? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah I will um, unless it has like very explicitly like political like uh, yeah. linkage. I'll probably avoid that. Like I <laughs> I try. To, I follow these things like whatever I know about like um, YouTube culture and, and pop culture. I get by watching like H three podcast and from you guys a little bit. But I'm not I'm not like I don't follow every single episode of these podcasts that talk about it. So I'm I'm usually out of the loop. I'm like barely hanging on to like the topic and things like that. Like what you just told me, Billy. I will be avoiding that like the play. Yes. Like, oh, that sounds that sounds very very. Uh, further demoralizing. <laughs> I feel like all my videos now are doomer anyway, so I'll, I'll avoid that extra. Yeah. There's enough to cover in this world. You don't have to dive into the like, trench. In the, circles, exactly. in the circles I'm involved in in Twitter, it was the number one top trending thing like recommended no to me that day. Yeah. And wow. we were... <laughs> Before this had happened, Chris Chan had raised like over five thousand dollars, like crowdfunded, to attend this uh, Brony convention here in Bellevue, Washington, where we are right now. And we were going to go down there and try to like run into Chris Chan just to like get pictures taken with them and that kind of stuff. And then this news broke like a couple weeks ago. Anyway, we'll stop oh, talking wow. about it because it's uh, yeah, yeah. Let's listen. We we've been talking about Chris Chan a lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'll sorry. To, I'll, I'll catch up on your on your Chris Chan coverage, so I get at uh, least a sense. But I'm gonna try to force myself to avoid it if I can. But uh, if I should. if I'm like, uh, there's yeah, no value in there, it. <laughs> there's, there's no. It's just like one of those situations, probably where you further question humanity and you become a little bit more misanthropic. It's, and it's like when you drive by a car wreck and your curiosity you is to up, peek inside. Yeah. 
But you just got to keep looking at this one. Well, there's, before it's a car wreck, a though, it's a funny little clown car driving down the road, and it's doing funny tricks. Like a clown car runs into a popsicle joke. Basically. Or a, or a mm. Carvel's ice cream truck. <laughs> I don't know how else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Very interesting. It Very is. Interesting. It is. It is. Okay. Um, We'll, we'll we'll lift the mood a little and talk about Afghanistan. <laughs> Instead, let's play the the news intro. Keep calling, sir. It, it got me so. Let's lighten the mood with it's Afghanistan. Not against wolves. <laughs> wow, they're laughing at us at our stupidity. Now, uh, T. Roberts gave a dono and said, I think the Taliban would fit well in the U.S. They like God, guns, and pickup trucks. Do they like pickup trucks? Oh, dude. Dude. Hmm. They love pickup trucks. I, I, it's like my audio is crackling. Is, is that, it? Yeah. That's what somebody said. Yeah, you know, I thought it was only on our end. Um, let me, I'm going to do something and see if we can, if we can fix this. Okay, sorry. I no, no, no. Uh, I was hoping it was only on usually how it is. Uh, try testing it again really quick. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. No, you know what? Um, I'm going to try one more quick thing to fix it. I'm going to end the, the call with you really quick, and I'll call you back in just a minute here, okay? Okay. All, All right. right. Sure. Thank you. All right. <laughs> While we set this up, uh, I will thank everybody who uh, has subscribed, who has sent down nows, uh, super chats, become patrons. And the audio for everyone is going to die for just a second. Doesn't it either? It, I might need, need just like a fresh reinstall. Nope, it's still cracking. Oh, oh God. Um, Is there a, like a separate audio channel that's yeah, open? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it here. Oh, this is what it's like when you go live. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. The joys of doing things live. This yeah. is the, what, 918 of drunken peasants it's it's par for the course and this is maybe the third time you've experienced this particular problem maybe <laughs> how do we sound now you both sound pretty good to me does that sound better i i, th I think okay for now it sounds okay well, but who knows what it's gonna do i'll yeah. give you i'll share screens with you again here okay. okay yeah this sounds better so far we'll just have to do you think there might okay. be like new MAGA hats coming over with uh, the, the, was it the Taliban or Al Qaeda? Like who's who's back? Who's taking over Afghanistan now? Who, who's the who's the team? It's Is the it Taliban. ISIS? It's the Taliban. Yeah. Um, okay. I should update from Windows three point one. I think that might be the you have, problem. You're using Windows 3.1? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. You should use Windows Me. Well, I was on XP. I thought <laughs> I was on. Yeah. <laughs> You think there'll be a make Afghanistan great again hats? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if you saw. So there's this uh, viral photo of the Afghanistan uh, or of the Taliban sitting in the former president 
of the of Afghanistan's office, and in the corner there's a MAGA hat. Oh, really? Really? Uh, yeah, Is... it's when he had a meeting with uh, Donald Trump when he was president. Trump gave him a MAGA hat, oh, and my... so if you look in the corner, uh, you could see a MAGA hat on the shelf. And when he fleed the country, like he took a lot of stuff, like some spoils, left the MAGA hat behind. So that's got to be really hurtful <laughs> to Donald Trump. <laughs> No, Trump's like, yeah, the new regime, uh, they're going to use it better anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, I don't I don't know, like the picture of them in the president's palace, presidential palace, it just had striking similar vibes to the January 6th Capitol building photos. Didn't it? But I mean, these guys had guns. Like, I, I think that was the big difference, but they all look kind of like, I don't know. Neck beards? Is that is that wrong? I, I don't mean to offend you, Mike. You you don't look like a neck beard to me. You have a very <laughs> a very good beard. I just I, after I said I was like shit. You got a you got a no, beard. No I don't want to I don't want to offend I don't want to offend anybody. But uh, you I, like incels. You know that like they they had they have Ooh, this look. I was to afraid you're gonna start talking about Chris Chan again. No, oh. they have this look to them that just doesn't look like you know they're all there. Like they're they're a little. Like left behind, never do wells. Is, is I kind of get um, a little bit of neck beard energy. Yeah, 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 a little bit. I feel also, like, is that offensive to say in twenty twenty one? I hope. Apologize to the neck here. beards. I, I'm running <laughs> I'm, out of I'm relatively neck beardy, so I'm running out of offense to say that won't flat out get me canceled. So I'm trying to find like that that gray area where it's still offensive, but I I won't get deplatformed. Yeah, you want it to sting, but yeah. you don't want to hurt anyone in a real in a real way. So you know you want to you want to go as as close to the line as you can go. Yeah, I would like to pierce the flesh, but uh, yes. make sure it heals. Exactly, I think that's that's beautifully put. Because we're not about like lasting damage, you know. Sometimes people just need a little bit of a, you know, a little um, nudge in the right direction. I guess. Yeah, I, I valued uh, growing up and getting picked on. You know, uh, it made me self-aware, and it made me realize yeah. that I needed to do something uh, to change. And I, I feel like. Kids these days might be missing out on that because uh, you know people aren't that good at it. When, when like there's there's like a little bit of being picked on, and there's going overboard, and there's just like mm -hmm. destroying somebody's life. But like a little bit, I think is good. I think it's like the uh, a vaccine. You know, you give a little bit mm -hmm. of the uh, virus so your body can learn to fight it. And uh, we were we were overdosing people, and that's why we had to pull back. But now we're kind of like not getting introduced to it at all. And I don't I don't know. There's there's a little bit of softness there that I I worry. We always we always like have a generation that that's failed in some way to to experience the things that generation prior to them experienced, mm -hmm. and uh, then the next generation ends up paying for it afterwards because they just had one ingredient that was lost in time yeah no i feel like um oh i'm hearing an echo of myself oh shit hold on that was that <laughs> okay. was me trying to fix it um, like, i don't want to hear my voice huh <laughs> <laughs> Ew. all right there we go that should be better uh-oh i hear nothing oh now. hold on i got him i got him i got him 
I Pam's guess like, you know this what? should be better. Nobody Things. will hear your voice. <laughs> That's preferable to me hearing my voice. Yeah, I guess I'm. You know what? I guess we're just gonna have to face it. Like, there's it's gonna be crackly this episode, and yeah, get to, okay, yeah. This is a new okay, audio if, if, problem. Yeah, if you all need me to repeat something, I, I don't know if it's my microphone or, or I whatever, but so. if, I, I can repeat. I can repeat myself if if need be. I was gonna say that, like, I think that we're old enough now to where we can start saying kids these days and talk about like our <laughs> our generation. Oh yeah, like, I, I kind of feel like that, right? I definitely am because I just turned forty, so I think I I should. I, I should be able to do the kids these days. I started referring to myself yeah. as a boomer, and then like people older than me get angry because I'm younger than them. <laughs> They're like, you're not a boomer. <laughs> and I'm like, technically everybody is. If you're not 19, you're a boomer now. Right. You know, I call myself a, boom, a boomer too, and like the Zoomers in my audience have kind of like run with it. They're like, boomer Mike, boomer Mike. <laughs> um, and I don't know how the boomers in my, like the actual boomers in my audience feel about that. But I feel like, you know, we're we have enough life experience to where we can start, you know, spitting wisdom, you know, at these at these kids nowadays. Yeah. Like we're in our 30s. You know, you, you just turned 40. I, I just turned 34. And it's like, you know what? We're we're um we're, we're entering our midlife crises. So I think it's it's time for us to, you know, drop some wisdom on them. Yeah, we, we can impart our knowledge. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that we're cool enough that they'll listen to us, and then we become mm -hmm. like the cool boomers, and then the boomers that are older than us that are watching that aren't comfortable being called boomer, like they'll be cool by association, because we're blazing the path mm -hmm. of being like the cool boomers, we're the hip boomers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I, I think that's fair. Also, I will say not not to shit on Gen Xers, but I feel like our generation kind of accomplished a little bit more. Like we we got like weed legalization. We normalized that. We normalized like LGBTQ plus rights, or we're trying to. I feel like we did a lot, and I don't want to be like crass. Like Gen X is is wonderful, and I respect them, but I feel like in terms of cultural signifiers, there wasn't like a lot that I can remember. I mean, part of it is because I'm not Gen Xer and I didn't grow up then. But I feel like our generation has been pretty pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, I'm it's biased though. It's because they had to like get through the Reagan era like the the, oh, the entire push of uh the CIA pushing their way into politics you know uh George Bush senior pretty much running the gamut up until true now I don't it's, I don't it's still kind of like there right post all the all the stones have been laid but um it's uh, we're just getting out of this Afghanistan yeah. war that we're still dealing. Well, getting back into it too. Base. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, they they had to deal with the entire '80s, which like the yuppie class. It was it, you know we weren't about freeing um, the, the and like marijuana or, or sexual I'm, repression it was all about getting coked up wearing a suit and uh selling off your parents uh, properties i'm on the cusp of the right. gen x generation and the millennials like some say that the year i was born is the last year of gen x so oh yeah see i i i was under the impression that millennials were turning 40 like for the first time this year and so what was it it was trending on Twitter. It was like geriatric millennial. Like that was the <laughs> yeah. I'm like that sounds kind of weird. Like geriatric millennial. Like that word. Like those two words don't go together. Yeah. I could be yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, 
you you did turn forty this year, right? I ben? did. So I did. you are like on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. Some <laughs> some define it as ending in nineteen eighty. Uh, Gen mm, okay. X. I've seen some say nineteen eighty one and nineteen eighty two. You're straddling the line. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, look at the lost generation. Eighteen eighty three. I didn't have like a cell phone or anything like that until I was already like twenty one years old. Like they weren't normal to have in high school or anything like that. I had a two way when I was in high school. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was great. Did you have a CB? I had a CB, but yeah. that was when I was really young. I had a CB radio uh, when I was like eight, and I would just use it to call truckers like fat shits. <laughs> probably I, honestly at the time i was probably doing like gay slurs or something oh my god because i was a, i was an eight Cancel year old in, the, Billy. In, in like the the the, the early 90s you didn't know yeah, any yeah. better when you're eight this is before xbox too so we couldn't just be on xbox <laughs> saying it we had to be like calling truckers yeah why don't you pull over and i'll kick your ass baby and then <laughs> they were easy to trigger oh uh, well i mean i think they were bored so they didn't really. They, they were all fine, dude. So, I know where you live. I'm gonna. And then like, I wish oh. this was a video, uh, but I guess Trump responded to like uh, what's being perceived as Biden's failure with uh, mm. with Afghanistan, even though he was about to do it like uh, a year or two ago, right? Like Trump. Yeah. 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 He claimed that he put everything in motion. This was in like June, uh, late June, where he did a rally and he's like, look, the reason why Biden is withdrawing is because I put all of it in motion and I made it so he can't go back on that. Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he was taking credit for it. And then the minute that there's a media like turns against Biden, he's like, shame on Joe Biden. I can't believe he'd do this. This is the biggest failure ever. <laughs> uh-huh. Sounds about right, though. Oh, my God. oh, yeah. The audio shit like I, it sucks. It's not your fault at all, though. It's like this. Fu- it it went to it went haywire. So, so the estimated eighty eight thousand seeking entry. Why didn't they make plans for this to happen? Like, why did they just pull out, wait for things to go to shit, and now they're like backtracking? Yeah, that's kind of a question that we're all asking ourselves. I know that there's a really good reporter on the ground, Clarissa Ward. Um, And she was talking about how nobody necessarily anticipated how fast that Afghanistan would fall to the Taliban. So, you know, they were trying to get, you know, their papers ready. They were trying to, you know, apply for their visas. But I mean, Afghanistan is a very, very new country. So all of these things, like things that we kind of take for granted in the United States, they didn't have access to. Like they don't have a competent bureaucracy. This is a very new uh country Uh, people didn't really know what to do so uh, to make matters worse like once you know the taliban takes kabul everybody like there's this rush to get it done and then it's just inconceivable at that point and then that's where we saw the videos of people rushing to the um to the airport um it's it's a total nightmare and this is where i'm critical of joe biden mostly is not really anticipating this so if you watch um He did a press conference. I don't remember when it was. It was like May or June. And a reporter asked him, do you think that it's conceivable that the Taliban would take control of, uh, you know, uh, Afghanistan? And he said, no, because, you know, there's 300,000 Afghanistan fighters and there's only 75,000 Taliban fighters. So it's not going to happen. It's very unlikely. Well, I mean, I don't know if he got that intelligence or he was just naive, 
But because there was this assumption, in my opinion, that this wasn't going to happen, they kind of didn't put into place, you know, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, and then it just led to a clusterfuck. And so it's kind of it's hard to figure out. Like, I don't think we'll get any real answers as to why this wasn't addressed sooner. Um, so this is kind of speculation on my part. I, I can assume that it's Joe Biden being a little bit naive and faulty intelligence and military generals not necessarily knowing or hoping that they can, like, change Biden's mind about withdrawing. But I don't know. But I mean, as far as I, I know, like all of these these folks right now, they have to get out like there's even yeah. the folks like n not part of the 88,000. I think that there, there uh, needs to be a prioritization of like female judges, for example, who will be uh, the targets of the Taliban because that's not allowed under their interpretation of um, of the Quran. So you have like 250 female judges, any like female authority figure. Um, I, I don't think that there's like a lot of LGBTQ plus people there, but anyone who was out, you know, uh, get them out. Um, you know, people who worked with the United States government, the Taliban is saying that they're going to grant blanket amnesty to anyone who worked with the U U.S. government, you know, contractors, interpreters. But uh, not a lot of people believe them, and, and rightfully so, because, I mean, they, they saw how the Taliban uh, governed before the U.S. intervened. So basically, don't trust the Taliban. I think that most people already know this. Get everyone out. Get them out as as much, you know, anyone who wants asylum in the United States should be granted that. And if they don't want to come to the United States, if they want to go to like a neighboring country, I think that we have to give them money to, you know, resettle because we ruined their country. So, I mean, the least that we can do is help them rebuild their lives. That's kind of like my broad takeaway. But I'm by no means an expert on Afghanistan because this situation is very very complicated um i never ex expected this to last like i kind of anticipated that the second we were out it would kind of go to shit because it's not it's not a real country i mean a lot of people there they don't necessarily view afghanistan as in the way that we view the united states like they're more you know loyal to their, their families their communities their tribes so you know to try to put all of these people together you know, and make them form this national identity, it's really complicated to do, which is why almost always nation building does not work. I mean, there's a few exceptions, you know, there's the Marshall Plan and whatnot, but this this is kind of always what was going to happen. And so, you know, there what we're kind of seeing, if you tune into any mainstream media show, which I recommend you do not do, you're <laughs> going to see like former Bush officials you know, brought on as if they're experts when they're the ones who ruined the country. They're the ones who got us into yeah. this. Uh, you know, there's going to be people like John Bolton talking about how, you know, uh, we should have stayed. But honestly, in my opinion, like, it's a tough decision. Like, I agree with Joe Biden withdrawing. It's a tough decision, and it's going to lead to a lot. Like, it's a human rights nightmare, right? But the question is, like, if we did this in 2015, would that yield a different outcome you know if we did it now if we did it in 10 years and my my guess is it's not going to change anything so we can either stay there indefinitely which is infe infeasible or get out and now try to minimize the damage as much as possible acknowledging that there's a large portion of damage that you, that's going to happen like there's going to be deaths there's going to be a lot of suffering and we like this should serve as a reminder to anyone that whenever um you know the united states government um, the media starts to beat the war drums, remind them that this is what happens. We don't make matters better. We always make matters 
worse. And it's it's hard right now to be on the side of, of like pro withdrawal because it's it seems callous because in some ways it is, right? Like when I say we should withdraw, that's the right decision, you know, people can easily say, but look at all the people who are like rushing to get to the airplanes and they have a, they have a point, right? And so, you know, people will make the case, well, we should have just stayed for humanitarian reasons. But at the same time, there's a lot of humanitarian crises around the world. Like, I would love for nothing more than for the people of North Korea to be free and the people of Saudi Arabia, who in, in many regions live in similar circumstances as people in Afghanistan will under the Taliban. But it's just we're not the world's police. And even if we wanted to be the world's police, we're not competent enough to be the world's police because we're yeah. not motivated by, you know, <laughs> compassion. We're human. We're, we're motivated by by money and capital. Yeah, we we play world police, but we're really just the the police that shake down the criminals for so, right. for whatever they have in their pockets. So I I wanted to put this yep. out there. Uh, people keep complaining about the audio issue. I can't tell. Like it sounds passable to me, but it sounds you know, like some people can't deal with it. So I put up mm, a poll. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault at all. It's something on our end that went wrong, and that's why I started the stream a little later anyway. So you guys can let us know. Uh, stream it the way it is, or take the time to fix it. I I don't know. I don't know what the problem is, so I don't know. We, we might just have to roll the way it is. Sorry. Everybody. If you want, I'm I'm more than welcome to. If it's like unbearable, I'm not sure how I sound, but I I'm more than welcome. Like we can reschedule or something too. It's totally up to you guys. I'm I'm flexible here. Um, I. I think it's okay. Okay. I think that you know it's obviously people are voting just do it the way. It yeah, is. there are people who oh, okay, are okay. going to be annoyed by the little crackling. Um, that's just it gets on some people's nerves. Some people can't handle that. Mm. But for the most part, like we're hearing what you're saying. Yeah, we, yeah. You're hearing it, what okay. we're saying. There's just we're like having a, a conversation. Crackle. It's not optimal, but I mm -hmm. think I think it's working, and I, I'm I'm. I'm enjoying the conversation we're yes, having. Yes, same here. All right. Okay, well, we'll chat, let me know. If you want me to re repeat something, please let me know, and I'll try to, like... All right. I yeah. don't know how bad it is, though, so... <laughs> this is not the normal uh, for, for us. Uh, we're, we're sorry that uh, anybody has to endure this, but uh, I... Uh, I, it's we, we will fix this. Like it's just it might take some time. Yeah, but if, if it was a five minute thing, I'd be like, hey, you if know, I knew let's exactly take what the problem minutes. was and how to fix it. <laughs> but yeah, it, it could yeah. be it could be a while. And I think we got you here. I would love to have you yes. here. So that's okay, my. Yeah, vote. I, I'm down for whatever. All right, let's. Yeah, then we'll just keep it rolling. And then uh, okay, I, I got a Biden's message on the withdrawal. Uh, Biden mm. said we went to Afghanistan almost 20 years ago with clear goals. Get those who attacked us on September 11th, 2001, and make sure Al-Qaeda could not use Afghanistan as a base from which to attack us again. We did that a decade ago. Our mission was never supposed to be nation building. American troops cannot and should not be fighting and dying in a war. The Afghan forces are by and large not willing to fight and die in themselves. I know my decision on Afghanistan will be criticized, but I would rather take all that criticism than pass this responsibility on to yet another president. It's the right one for our people, for the brave service members who risk their lives serving our nation and for America. Why did uh, why did Obama keep it going, too? Well, I mean, with Obama, Obama had when did we get uh, bin Laden? That was during 2011. Yeah. 2011. That was during Obama. Mm -hmm. So that was like five years. But he years wasn't even in Afghanistan. Of trying to wind it down, right? 
like like that was five years after Obama maybe could have ended it, it's but I think shame. they were trying to do some nation building there. Yeah, yeah. Look could, at look at what it got them. Look, the nation they built toppled immediately. Uh, after right. tw- after twenty years of building this nation, it's saying the Afghan National Army just like dropped their weapons when the Taliban came in, and they were like, "Nope," they were like, "We're not gonna we're not gonna fight this battle." Right, and I, I think that's so all the money and resources and human lives, uh, well, all the totally wasted, all the equipment that we sent over there that when we deemed that it wasn't reasonable to ship it back to america we just left it and the taliban swooped it up like it was call of duty booty yeah that's that's a good thing to always bring up because um the taliban is stronger literally because we went in because all of the money we spent training the afghan military many of them will deflect um perhaps not willingly but they'll join the taliban with our training um the vehicles like uh there's a bunch of um military equipment there's helicopters there that the taliban will now be in control of i mean that's people argue about how big of a deal that is because if you have a helicopter you don't know how to fly it and you're not going to be able to get the parts necessary to like maintain it so but but long story short you know they they've got a lot of weapons guns military equipment that we essentially brought there that wouldn't be there if we never got there in the first place so now they're literally stronger than ever and this is the fault of you know our government and i i like that you read that portion of biden's uh speech i actually agree with biden like i'm not a biden fan but i think that he he actually hit the right notes here and i'm shocked that donald trump of all people is calling to uh bring in refugees which is very (laughs) uncharacteristic given that like tucker carlson and laura ingram and charlie kirk and all those folks are already fear-mongering about refugees but um it's the right move so like i i don't usually say this but i agree with trump and biden in this instance it's not like it's really difficult because this is such a nuanced situation you can't just say war bad so we're ending war that's good. There, there's a lot of like moving parts, and when you're messing with or dealing with people's lives, it gets really, really muddy and really complicated. And it it opens the door to like propaganda being the most effective, right? Because yeah. all that CNN, Fox News has to do is show those videos, which are gut wrenching of people like falling from airplanes. Um, and even though that's sad, and people should feel emotional from that because it's 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 suffering, it's it's death. Um, you know, it's it's being used by people who don't actually care, like the individuals who are advocating that we still remain there, like John Bolton or H.R. McMaster, who wants to go back in. Um, they don't care about the human suffering. Like they try to pull on the heartstrings of, uh, you know, well-intentioned Americans, but they just care about money. Like it is very, very, very profitable to have never-ending wars. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know, aside from just like being there, uh, giving military contracts to uh, or contracts to defense contractors, um, you know, Afghanistan has vast, vast mineral wealth, and we uh, we we have access to that. American companies have access yeah, to that. And and I remember, you know, when George W. Bush was president. And he was the horrible, warmongering, evil president, war profiteering president. But when when Bush was running against John Kerry, all all the Democrats complained about was the Iraq War. They they hardly ever mm-hmm. mentioned being in Afghanistan, how that was a problem. And then prior right. to that, you know, uh, like 
all the people that supported going to both Iraq and Afghanistan prior to that. There were a bunch of Democrats doing that, too, like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Afghanistan yep. was a hard topic to uh, target because it was the immediate reaction to 9-11, which... So they say. Well, I mean... That's, well, that's the reason they give because of all the emotional people out there that wanted exactly. revenge. It's from an optical point, mm, though. Right. From an optical point, both sides thought that we had to go and uh, smack them down. We had to shock and awe. Everybody was behind that because they attacked our country. We all, we, we all, everybody was behind it at that point. So it's hard for them to run against Afghanistan because they're like, we were responding to a direct attack on America. It's, it's funny. Yeah, I, well, it's Absolutely. Not funny. It's not funny, but it's like you look at 9-11 and the video, uh, people were like falling out of the sky because they were trying to survive the, the building on fire and they were suffocating. And now you have these people who are falling out of the sky 20 years later at what we thought was the end of all this because they're Whoa. suffocating the regime that, that's taking over. And it's, it, these images are too similar. At the beginning and the end of this, and it's not the end, but it's the it's, no. it's the end of the twenty year war. Yeah, and then it started again yeah. a month and a half later or whatever. That's kind of what I'm like a little bit fearful of. But I think that most Americans acknowledge that the Middle East is like if you're going to do never ending war, like it's easy to cultivate. Um, legitimacy for these wars not that many americans want to be there but it's like easier of a propaganda sell uh but it's it's getting increasingly difficult to do nation building in the middle east because you can't build nations you know over these countries that uh, these these borders are fake like the middle east is very different than uh the rest of the world in that you know there's still a tribal a tribal uh you know loyalty you know so when you create a country and, and you know you cut down the middle of this border you're separating you know two different tribes and uh different uh sects of of islam that hate each other um yeah. and it just it, it doesn't work and so my fear ultimately is that now we're going to start like seeing this more intense focus on like latin america with uh venezuela and, and the good thing is that you know latin american countries have gotten better at resisting uh u.s militarism uh, I'm, I'm still shocked that venezuela hasn't been overthrown yet but um you know if there's a will there's going to be a way right uh, the military industrial complex is very powerful because they have a lot of money and, you know, it, I, I just feel like it's going to change. Like, that's kind of my sentiment. What's interesting about Joe Biden is that he's he's very different than Donald Trump. Or I shouldn't say he's very different than Donald Trump, but his approach is different. So, like, he's bombing Somalia. Like, he, he's bombing uh, different places than Donald Trump. But simultaneously, he also um, toned down the drone war, which is something that is awful. So, I mean, since uh, the Bush years... Um, we've been droning Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, uh, disproportionately killing civilians. Obama actually ramped up the drone war after he took office when Bush kind of like started it. And then towards the end of his administration, he like ramped it down. And then Trump got in, ramped it back up and then kind of made it less transparent. And then Biden got in. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, he's he's ramping down the drone war, which is objectively good because like we're basically terrorizing people in pakistan which is an ally of the united states so it's interesting that we're like um we're antagonizing them but uh he's being more militaristic you know in in other areas so it's it's really complicated and that's why i don't think like this is the end of the 
pro-war era in the United States. It's it's just changing and adapting with times. Remember uh, when the Catholic Church got like the cool pope who was like... You mean Francis, the yeah. one they have now? Yeah, was it, was it Francis mm. who was like, hey, you know, it's okay the, to be gay and all that. He didn't, he, he didn't say it's okay, but he... He took the most positive stance a pope has ever publicly made. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah. I, I wish we could have pl- planted like a leader of Al Qaeda that would would come in and be like, "Hey, you know what? It's okay to be a woman in power. Like, we don't even care about that." This is the well, Taliban, though. <laughs> yeah, we just plant them in. Like CIA sends a guy in, and he's like the craziest, most appealing, charming gentleman the Taliban's ever seen. They're like, he's a good guy, and he just works his way up to the top. <laughs> You know, just, just, they plant people into the regimes all the time. He just comes up to the Taliban and it changes their mind through propaganda, through a, a stern authority. You, you give him all. You give him some drones. And he's over here like we got our own dr- drones, Taliban. Like, and they're like, oh, cool. This is the guy. He's got drones. We like him, and they follow him. And he's you know he he he, he okay. curves he curves their religious <laughs> beliefs into a good direction. Such a bad idea. I I don't know. Is it a bad? I mean, idea? they're kind of. In a way, you're not too far off. They're trying to kind of do like this soft rebranding campaign. So they like one of the Taliban, like the spokesperson, did a press conference, which is interesting, right? Um, and he was like talking about um, they, he was asked a question about whether or not they'd allow for freedom of speech. And he's like, well, maybe you should ask Facebook. They're the ones censoring everyone. It's like, whoa, we, we have like this. I mean, is what? it this? Damn. Is it this? Uh, video? No, not this video. But um, okay. there's 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 a bunch of weird videos of them like trying to uh, use like an elliptical and like workout equipment and like riding bumper cars. It's so weird and bizarre so, to see. It's Hold a on. PR campaign. Taliban's complaining yeah. about uh, tech companies censoring them. Why do we and the Taliban have the same problems? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny. Somebody was like, somebody posted the video on Twitter, and they're like, uh, "The Taliban's going to repeal Section 230, folks." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it, it's funny to see that there's a lot of people like Nick Fuentes who are uh, noting maybe the Taliban and I agree on a lot of things. It's like <laughs> you think. Oh, oh yeah. Man. I mean, they'll they'll side with you know Islamic theocracies that. Live by Sharia law more than Israel. Like, like what? You know, what is yeah. like one thing yeah. that Nick Fuentes and Taliban don't agree on? Like, like they, 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 right. they well, they the, the Holocaust denial. They both agree on that. Yeah, they both agree yeah. that uh, women shouldn't have authority. That uh, homosexuality like, is it's very is similar. A, a vile sin. Yep. They, they. Mm-hmm. I, I can't think of one. The only thing I think they would disagree they both have on. MAGA hats. <laughs> There's a ma- make that's Afghanistan true, true. great again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's they they probably agree on like stay out of my country, like Afghanistan oh, yeah. first, America oh, first. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Maybe it comes down to the Taliban wears different clothes and. Nick Fuentes wears a different set of clothes. Is that really just a skin change? Are they going to wear like Catholic schoolboy suit uniforms? <laughs> Maybe. Like Nick Fuentes does. <laughs> they both yeah. eat boogers. <laughs> yeah. They both eat boogers. 
No, you know, what's a little bit ominous is that I I just um, I put out a video today talking about this article that kind of goes over like the neo-Nazis on Parler and Telegram. And, you know, we all saw the Capitol insurrection on January 5th. And so after that was a failure, um, you know, they're they're seeing, wow, look at how easy it was for the Taliban to dethrone, you know, uh, the the entire United States military apparatus. If it's that easy for them, then maybe it's a little bit easy for us. So it's their their similarities are absolutely striking. They have a common enemy and like both hating Jewish people. Uh, but the irony is that even if like Nick Fuentes and and neo Nazis uh, agree with the Taliban on everything, at the end of the day. They're Middle Easterners and they hate Middle Easterners, so they can never like, you know, um, be totally uh, simpatico, I guess. Yeah, it's just really it, it's a weird dynamic. And we used to like talk about Yal Qaeda back in like the early 2010s with the Tea Party. Now they're like, yeah, based. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. It is. It's it, there was a weird flip. Uh, like what used to be far right were like was like Tea Party stuff. And then it became more like a white nationalist mm-hmm. eventually uh, well don't don't you remember like i don't know if you've had the same conversations but i remember like talking with my friends uh after john mccain named sarah palin as his running mate i'm like there's nobody that's going to be crazier than that gosh and it's like now <laughs> looking at marjorie green i'm like whoa now sarah palin is sane in comparison so like right. in 10 years are we going to look back at marjorie green and think remember the days when we thought she was the craziest republican well, i mean i don't know what's left but advanced you know, idiocracy before before yeah. marjorie taylor green there was also like michelle bachman we'd be like oh my god yeah. michelle bachman's so crazy her husband did like gay deconversion uh, deconversion therapy and and all that kind of stuff. I, I forgot about him. <laughs> but he was he looked kind of closeted gay. There was that. Oh, uh, he's thousand yeah. percent gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. that weird that uh, that those are the the people that get into like the that kind of therapy? Uh, you know the like. I, I don't know the, the the Christian gay people. Yeah, yeah. That's why the, they would go to therapy. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, the deconvert the, the yeah. people who don't well, have guilt over being that though. way, they just go into like cool apartments and have fun times. <laughs> it's like a fuck fest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched 1980 um, cruising the other night. Uh, you, you ever see that movie? No. It's Al Pacino and uh, the director of uh, The Exorcist. And Al Pacino goes undercover into the 1980s uh, gay scene to solve a series of uh, murders. And um, the gay community at the time didn't want this movie to be made because it was like they, they, they didn't agree with like the idea behind it. And like the straight community was like, I don't want to watch Al Pacino in a club in front of guys having gay sex for two hours. So this movie got like totally panned across the board. But now it's like a classic or something. I've mean, I mean, I never it's, heard it's, of it. It's, a, it's, a, mm. it's got Ed O'Neill in it. It's got Ed so, O'Neill from yeah, Married Ed, with Children? Yeah, I was watching it. There was so oh, many really? little, little uh, James Remars in it. There's a bunch of names that just uh, show up. I swear Delroy lindo shows up in a in the jock strap and slaps the shit out of somebody but it it could be not delroy lindo i'm not sure it was just uh it was, it's, it's a very very good movie a lot of people think that it falls off in the third act i think it just deviates from the norm i don't know hmm. that just like i'll have to check that out billy always like 
claims he sees things in like uh, he okay when he was a kid he found a VHS tape in a dumpster yeah and he swears that it was a tape a, a porn tape with with Gene Wilder what well, it was like six hours of <laughs> it, was, it was six hours of like different porn cut together. So it was like one of the scenes I swear was Gene Wilder. It was like movie grade porn. It wasn't like the the porn you would see. It looked like it was from a film, but it was like Gene Wilder and then and then a girl walks in naked and he's like getting a, a blowjob and his face is like Oh it's like comedic how he's getting blown. I swear it was Gene Wilder. <laughs> but and, then but then your dad stole the tape from you, right? My dad took the tape because he was like, This is some good porn and he liked it. I was twelve <laughs> when I found it in the garbage can. And then when I was fifteen, I took it to the local teen center because I was gonna show it off to all my friends. And um they they saw it and they confiscated it and my dad got pissed. He ran oh, and he came into the teen center. <laughs> he was like, I want my porn tape back and they were like oh we we disposed of that he was like bullshit that was good porn one of you stole it one of you has my porn tape <laughs> it was it was pretty crazy um oh my god i love it, that story it's serious because there was no internet back then right so yeah. you know that that was he, he could never get that back nope. i was finding porn all the time when i was a kid it was cr i don't know if this is That's everybody's weird. experience growing up in the 90s but i would i, I would find so. like a paper bag full of like eight magazines and only like no kidding maybe like seven of the pages would be stuck together it wasn't Aww. that bad <laughs> but i would do that multiple times but i would because my dad had playboy growing up right so we we uh, he kept the playboys in my room when i was little because he switched rooms and didn't bother taking the chest of full of playboys out of my room when he moved <laughs> so like I always had like some nudity around, but I'd find these like R-rated porns, like worse than Hustler. They were just dirty mags, like Skinamax. Whoa, more than Skinamax. This is like this is like dirty porno mags. And I would bring them home, and my dad would end up finding them, and then he would accumulate them into his collection. <laughs> and I was, he's like, he's like, where'd you get this? I was like, I found it in the parking lot at da da da. He's like, well, I'm gonna have to take this. And then there would be like more. There'd be more sticky pages than. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's gross. Yeah. I, see, I never found porn, but the most that I did as a kid was. Do you remember those video stores uh, before Blockbuster was prominent, where they had like the secret room with the curtain? I remember oh, yeah. peeking behind the curtain, and then I saw like a D, a VHS ca case of like this ass on him. Like, whoa! And I like start laughing, and my mom's like, "Get out of there right now!" Yep. <laughs> that's that's like my only moment You're of like. like encountering porn as a kid mom i can't get out of there it's a room full of asses and boobies and peenies <laughs> and wee wees peenies. mom i gotta i gotta go back in there i was very intrigued and uh and shocked to say the least because i was like i don't remember how old i was i was like eight or nine so i thought it was like funny i'm like oh that's like where the comedy movies are there's like a butt that's that's hilarious it must be about farting or something. Yeah. I, I need to see that. Mom, they have a but, parody um, of Willy Wonka. It's, it's Wally Wanker's <laughs> Chocolate Factory, Whoa. Mom. Chocolate uh, Factory. Can we rent that? <laughs> Wally Wanker's. No Gene Wilder no. in that one. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but the, the tape I found in the garbage can, my mom wrote garbage can nasties on the tape because she wanted to differentiate oh it from all the other tapes.
tapes we had because we'd record Corn, a lot of movies. Can yeah, so she wanted to make sure we didn't pull out the 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 porno I'll tape right when we go to get our recorded copy of I don't know, probably it or something. I don't know what was big at the time <laughs> that we were recorded off TV. There was always something on TV worth recording, and until they took our cable away, mm, then, mm. We just, then we just had to rent from Blockbuster. Yeah. Block, yeah, Blockbuster was so cool. Like when it opened up, that was the place to be every Friday night. Yeah, I worked at Blockbuster. I was actually a store manager at Blockbuster until it uh, closed down. And there were a couple of times where there would be porn DVDs in the wrong case. Like people would return their yeah. porn, and they'd always come back because I mean they they want that. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I, I do kind of miss Blockbuster. It's been long enough to where I can look back at it like nostalgically, but when I worked there, I hated it and wanted it to close. But have, um, yeah, overall, I do miss it. Yeah, I, 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 just going there and they had like the wall full of games. They'd have all right. the videos. You'd, you'd usually find like the new stuff would be a little more expensive or you could get two of something that was a little older, use the same budget, you know? You're, you're, mm -hmm. If your parents were allowing you like a five dollar budget, if you're lucky, it was it was the yep. spot to be. My my buddy worked at a video store up until last month. Last month it closed down, but it's been like holding together in the Seattle area for since I think it's opened in the early '90s. And no uh, kidding, they had a huge inventory and they just sold it all. Uh, they had like twenty thousand copies. They just had a big sale. Like come in and get it. And they, I think they moved like sixteen, seventeen thousand DVDs in a month. Whoa, and that's stuff. a big store then. It, it was it was a pretty big collection of stuff. Yeah, it was like an old house that was turned into a video store. No kidding. Stephen McHugh says, "Billy, your story credibility is not great, my dude. I don't, dude. Whatever you think is not credible, that's your own mind not being able to <laughs> comprehend the absolute." genius that whoever writes my life story they're just good that's all it is my life story yeah, regardless is good. of credibility it's at least entertaining to where i don't even care about credibility it's it's worth it just for the entertainment value um alone although somebody says i sound like a a blockbuster manager <laughs> i don't know it's hard to i i could say, i mean i was a, a man i was only a manager for like a year and then my store got closed down but yeah i was i was a blockbuster manager they oh. have that last blockbuster in in Oregon. In Oregon. Yeah, I want to go. Oregon. I want to go down there and just like they were. Yeah, like, what town is it in? Uh, Bend, Bend it's Oregon. In Bend. Yeah, yeah. They, they were doing a uh, Airbnb there. Like you can stay the yeah, night. I saw that. That's, That's pretty creative. Yeah. So I don't know how they are still there. I mean, maybe it's an you know a niche market and they're making money, but like. Both of the blockbusters I worked at made no money, um, at least like, you know, post 2012 when, when Netflix and Redbox kind of came into play. We had to like we had to hawk candy bundles like crazy. Like if we did not sell these candy bundles with a Coke, a popcorn and a candy, um, we would get written up almost like we'd lose hours. Like you had to push that shit on every single customer. And if they said no, you had to keep pushing until they said yes, because <laughs> everybody wants candy. You just have to convince them. Um, so I don't know how they're making money in Bend, but um, it is impressive that they're you know expanding their horizons did a little you, bit. But I feel like it's not long for the world. Did you watch the uh, documentary on it? I did. I did. 
So I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with that woman that's running it. You know, she's like mm. the heart of the community. And as long as Blockbuster themselves doesn't raise their licensing to use the name, uh, the, the mm. community will probably keep that thing running. It'll probably keep it together. I think they have. Yeah, the, they have a, a, a good thing going there. Just uh, if Blockbuster doesn't decide to mess it up. Yeah, it's like a museum now. Um, I forgot what the issue was on the documentary. Wasn't it that like she was worried about the lease not getting renewed or something? Yeah, the, the franchise license. Since they were the last one, they didn't oh, know the if Blockbuster was going to uh, raise the franchise license or decide not to uh, mm. offer them one because they're the only one left. But it seems like... Oh, right. I, I think with this movie coming out, Blockbuster has to understand that it'd be stupid for them to kill the the franchise rights on her that's that's just bad publicity even though you're not really a business anymore like <laughs> well it's owned by dish network yeah dish don't want none so yeah i mean they I, I think that what they intended on doing was using blockbuster's name to sell like some sort of a digital service like i remember when i worked there we'd get a bunch of like signage for um like dish cloud with blockbuster or whatever yeah. and i mean it never materialized because that costs a lot of money for licensing and like if you don't have good content it doesn't matter if it's like from blockbuster like you're you know you're not gonna succeed although they do have like something they have like it's not a streaming service it's kind of like youtube youtube tv but it's not like taking on the blockbuster name but um yeah yeah i, I feel like with nostalgia alone, and if it is like a special thing in Bend, Oregon, that people from across the country are going to, maybe it'll last a little bit more. If they're not looking at it from just like a monetary standpoint, I don't know how big the community is in Bend, but they've got to have some regulars. Maybe they're propping it up. I'm not sure. It's interesting, though. Yeah, yeah it's it's not just the regulars. It's like the woman that runs it, she's hired so many people in the community to work there throughout the mm -hmm. time like she, she treats the employees well the employees are bringing their kids back and like the, the, there's there's this community that is evolved around keeping the store alive you know so it's, it's it's i think that there's generations all her kids and stuff love working there and are part of the store i think it's just the energy there as long as she's around that store will be alive blockbuster is basically her now yeah god yeah, forbid she gets canceled company. for something Please she, don't look at her Facebook feed. I know. Oh no! <laughs> Does she just uh, uh, like re have to renew a license to use the Blockbuster name? Yeah, they have a franchise license. Uh, the, the only one in existence. They're the last uh, community. The last one standing. I really think it's because the community has consistently supported it. So yeah, I only worked at the corporate stores, so. Um, I know that the franchises were always a lot more like cooler, especially towards the end, because they got very desperate as they started to lose revenue and stores kind of were not even breaking even. So they're like, okay, you're going to sell candy bottles. Now you're going to sell Dish Network. Now you're going to sell all this weird bullshit. And it got to the point where we're like literally being forced to harass customers. So where they're driving away business when it's like, look, like you're, you're, you're kind of fucking up here. You're, you're ruining whatever goodwill is left but yeah. the franchises they never had that you know they would just survive mostly in i think like rural areas of people who didn't have the internet 
uh, or were too old to figure it out. So they just come in and rent their DVDs every single morning. Like I had regulars that would come in every single day and they'd have like a movie pass or a game pass and they just exchange it and we'd see them every single day. And, you know, they knew me by name and whatnot. So if it's like in a smaller area, you could totally build up like that, that loyalty, I think. Yeah. Um, in, in my hometown, there was a, a video, a chain of video stores called family video and they, oh, okay. they ended up combining with the local chain of pizza restaurants and created a, a like a in the store it was both like Marco's Pizza and Family Video in one and you That's get a smart. pizza with your movie rental that is a good business model right yeah. there and now that carbs are going the way of VHS people don't want them anymore some people i yeah. like carbs carbs are going <laughs> to vegans carbs eat a ton of carbs carbs are forever yeah, cars yeah. Are, cars are wonderful. I'm a carbivore. I would riot if we lost carbs. The last <laughs> thing that I have left in this world. Uh, people are wondering what you're drinking, Ben. Should we tell them? Oh, it's uh, plum wine. Plum wine, Kiko Man. Plum wine. Is it the company that makes the uh, soy sauce? Yes, it is actually. Ben's got plum wine from oh. Kiko Man. Yeah. I didn't know that they do anything other than soy sauce. Okay. Oh. Yeah, nice. Good stuff. Okay. Right on. Yeah. And kombucha. A, now that the plum wine's gone, I'm I have kombucha. I had a weird little girlfriend in fifth uh -huh. grade who like liked the 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 word Kiko Man too much. She would always say Kiko Man like, I always all the time. Kiko Man. Kiko Mon, yeah. That's how I would say it. I was like, why do you do that? Why don't you stop? You're going to ruin soy sauce for me. And then <laughs> and then I never had soy sauce ever again. <laughs> I, You know, now that you mentioned it, I don't think I've ever said the word uh, Kiko Mon out loud. I guess I say it Kiko Mon. Yeah. Uh, I always just call it like soy sauce. <laughs> it's just, I only yeah. call it Kiko Man because linked. she would say Kiko Man that all the time. That sounds like a Mega Man boss. She would say it. And I was like, you need to stop. <laughs> like, I'm hating you and soy sauce now. You need to stop this. So it'll always be Kiko Man because of her. She's probably like... Is it with like, an O or an A at the a. end? It's an A. Oh, it's a. an A? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair. So, yeah. man, I, I think that's that's fair. Kiko Man. What else we got no here? Um, what do we got now? Oh, this thing. I wish the police would come and give you a $50 fine. Woman, mind your business. Uh. He's chanting 1776 in front of this grandma's face. While wearing a, a shirt with the Union Jack on it. Did you notice that? Oh, really? Yeah, he's chanting 1776, but his collar... Has the Union Jack on? That's it. not on brand. What what brand is that? What what uh, clothing company has that as their uh, I logo? Know. I don't know. Salami Bahama. I respect freedom. Right there. Yeah, right there. Oh, it's too blurry. You know what I respect? I respect. There it is. You can see it right there. Look at this guy. Like this is an alpha male Chad, right? He's got he's, <laughs> the he's got sigma. He's got all the makings of a of a sigma alpha male. He's 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 a what do they call it? A high value man. <laughs> <laughs> what a goob! 
He uh, looks like masculinity. He looks like a like a a, a chubby Don Trump Jr. He just <laughs> he looks like if Don Trump Jr. was any less of a man. What do you respect? What do you respect? What Take a seat. Take a seat. Take a seat. What are you, Chris Hansen? Oh, look at this guy. I think if I, I don't know if I was on this bus, I might go viral. I might go viral. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could just sit there and watch this. Alright, that's the end of the video. Yeah, just uh, this prick. This is the like dickhead of the month. Yeah. I mean, imagine walking being so like offended by a mask that you confront an old lady. Like, dude, fuck off. And and by the way, folks, so I looked up this story. His name is Ryan Bartles. He used to work at CarMax. The internet has already uncovered who he is. And he was either going to or arriving back from an anti-vax rally in New York City. So he's like, he's he's on it. He's on that beat. He's a super spreader. Oh, oh, for sure. For sure. He is like a one-man virus incubator. I thought that was Kevin Nash. (laughs) He was super shredder, Ben. Oh. I think I would, if, if I was on this bus, I would walk by him and I would trip right before I got to him and I would go like fall directly into him all my weight and I would be like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? He would not be okay. I would make sure my fall. You'd befriend him, Billy. Just add him to the list with Martin Scarelli and all the other criminals. Uh, all my friends are kind, honest human beings. This guy is... <laughs> He's 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 not honest. He's chanting 1776 with a Union Jack on his collar. That's true. That's so off brand. Who, whose side was he on? <laughs> yeah, in 1776. Right? Yeah, my guy, you're on the the losing side again. Are you the perpetual motion dork? Just perpetually losing, picking the wrong side all the way. These people who uh, uh support failed campaigns that lasted for four years, like MAGA or or uh, the, the, the 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 secession of the Union. I'm glad you noticed that union thing. I I did not realize that the first time that yeah. I saw this video. Wow, that is uh, ironic. My guy's just perpetually taking the L. 1776 Union Jack was not the winner. Uh, and I don't know how things would be had they been. <laughs> We'd be like Canada. <laughs> Fuck, I love Canada. <laughs> I know. That would be great if we were. <laughs> We'd have health care at least. Next three will be Congressman Madison Cawthorn, Buncombe County, and Eric Burns. Please come down, Don Yelton, Eric Burns. I don't. This is some board of education meeting. To the members of this board, I, I believe you should all consider running for federal office. I hold on. Can we pause all- really quick? What is that sign in that gentleman's lap back there say? Our kids. Your kids, your choice? I think it's our kids, our choice. I think I think it says a sour patch kids. <laughs> my, fi- my choice. My favorite choice. <laughs> this guy obviously loves sour patch kids, you know? He's just living his life. He's just fatting around. I like him. Or it says, your kids, our choice. We get to decide what's best for your children. <laughs> Fit in very well in Washington, D.C. And as though, although that's humorous, it is absolutely correct because you have muzzled their voices just like you have muzzled our children. Does this guy do the sporting uh, news on the uh, local 
news station. This guy? I don't know. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like some. You passed this mask mandate without input from those who hold you accountable because you knew it was wrong. You knew it would never withstand the scrutiny of the public. I've witnessed swampy backdoor tactics from corrupt bureaucrats in Washington, D.C., but what you have done here today puts that all to shame. You have sacrificed the social, emotional... Oh, he's in a wheelchair. I didn't even yeah, realize that. Yeah. Psychological <laughs> development. This guy's anti-vaxxer. He was like, polio vaccine? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this school board has no right to rip personal responsibility away from the hands of its citizens. The family should always come before the government. You do not know better than the parents in my district. You do not have a right to slam down mandates upon children of Buncombe County that fly in the face of scientific reasoning. The greatest threat to our children today does not come from COVID-19. It comes from woke liberal government officials like you who think they are all-knowing and all-wise. No, only Jesus. Buncombe County loves this guy. Podunk County? Pretty much. Yeah. I have some so news. This is for- about a mask mandate? Yeah. Schools. Yeah. Oh, my God. Of all things to be, like, offended by. I mean, I, I would be more offended that fucking kids are going to school and they're getting sick now because of the Delta variant. Exactly. But the, like, it's so easy to virtue signal if you're a Republican. You just go in there, you say, woke this, critical race theory, freedom, and then, like, you'll have massive thunderous applause. It's so easy to, like, I don't know, um, fool them. You are not yeah. all-knowing and you are yeah, not... that's what this guy is uh, trying to gain some political brownie points here. And he knows these people are dumb and will fall for it. I think that's pretty much what's going on. I I doubt yeah. a lot of these kind of people actually even believe what they say. I, and even if they did, uh, like I feel like my in, my intelligence would be insulted. Like I I feel like he's pandering. I mean, yeah. he's just using every right wing buzzword that he possibly can. So it's. It's annoying. Like, if I saw, like, fucking, I don't know, some liberal politician show up to Oregon at a town hall and they were doing all this, like, we need to break down the barriers and we need uh, equal opportunity. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Just get to the specifics. Like, I, I don't know. This is vapid nonsense. But, I mean, it, it plays well in Republican crowds and they love it, clearly. So what do I know? Not all wise. You will never will be. So stop acting like it. Pay attention to the science since that's what you claim to always focus on. Forcing our children to wear masks is nothing short of psychological child abuse, period. Their social skills are stunted. Many have attended schools for over a year now and for the, fir- and have, for the first time they've ever been to schools and they have never seen the facial expressions of their classmates. Okay. Suicide attempts from children's and teens in the United States are up 250 per- 250% in 2020 at one U.S. hospital. At, at one, one U.S. hospital? Okay, which one? <laughs> yeah. We see, need to figure out what's up, like, where this hospital is and what the issue is. This hospital, is it in Buncombe County? Yeah, Buncombe <laughs> County, where the amount of transgender kids no longer feel safe. Like, what's, what the one hospital? Get out oh of here, gosh. dude. Is it the same hospital that put you in a wheelchair because you had a stick up your ass? Less than one quarter of 1% of all U.S. COVID deaths were children. Every COVID death is a tragedy. 250% like be worse than the disease. But what is that? If, if, children, if one kid committed suicide, 250% would be two and a half kids? Is, is, that, is, that, is that the at one hospital? Yeah. 
It's like a suicide. Well, yeah, one hospital that didn't have any last year had two and a half this year. It, it could have been like a, uh, a suicide pack would have thrown that number off at one hospital. Right. It's a, it's yeah, a stupid claim. Needed. Yeah. And I hate that he's saying, like, he keeps referencing, like, science as if that's an argument. That's not an argument. Like, okay, if you claim that the scientific consensus is against masks, which they are not, then at least, like, make a case. But he just says, you have to follow the science. But he doesn't, like, he's not saying anything. Like, they're genuinely stupid. Like, I don't know what else to say. That's reductionist, but they're just stupid. Right. (laughs) Where science and reason have been cast aside and replaced with fear-mongering. Today, fear threatens to replace freedom. It doesn't even threaten it, actually, because they went ahead and voted without us being able to come and talk to them. I'm a direct descendant of Abraham Kukendall. One of the. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're going to Google. A- Abraham Abraham Voodoo Doll? Kukendall. The direct descendant of Abraham Voodoo Doll? Wow. Uh, I'm tr- <laughs> I'm trying to find Abraham Kukendall. How do you spell that? Is it this is, this guy need to know what a is it, is it spelled K C U C K E N D O L L? Okay, I I found an Abraham Kukendall. <laughs> Voodoo, Abraham Kukendall was born October 17, uh, October uh, 1719 in Orange County, New York. He was son of Matthew Kukendall and Jeanette Westfall, or Cornelius Kukendall and Meriton Westfall. So we don't know who his real parents are. He was inbred? What is this? Respected genealogists disagree as to which of the two I, brothers and two sisters were his parents. Uh, like, What is he? He married Elizabeth Fiddler. Abraham Kukendall uh, of the Buncombe County Kukendalls. Yeah, I'm over here on the <laughs> Kukendall. This is, yeah. His wife was born about 1728 in Kingston, New York. She died after 1800 in Buncombe County. Yep, there you go. And is presumed buried somewhere on the Kukendall property in Flat Rock. Abraham Kukendall and wife uh, moved with other family members to Virginia and North. Uh, let's, let's see. What did he do? Uh, what is he famous for? Oswald he was appointed Cobble. captain in the Tyron County Militia in 1770. He was appointed captain of a safety committee at the outbreak of American Revolution but in 1776. He... I don't understand why. Uh, he was selected as one of the commissioners to supervise the erection of the courthouse. Ooh. Uh, nice. He supervised many erections County. in his day. Uh, yeah, he was an <laughs> erection supervisor. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to see what, what what the point of being a descendant of Kukendall would be. Uh, according it. to slave records, uh, he was one of the early slave owners in the early 1800s in what is today Henderson County. Really? He was an early slave Oof. owner, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Kukendalls. An, uh, some call that an innovator. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so this guy's a direct descendant uh, of a Kukendall, uh, one of the early uh, adopters of slave trade. Um, in the book, so, uh, uh, from the banks of Oklawaha, Frank Fitzsimmons tells the legends of surrounding Kukendall. Guests were required to pay in gold or silver coins. The legend states as he, as he grew older, he began to worry about his money in the sparsely populated forested, forested area. So he's an old curmudgeon slave owner that was died worried about money. 
And this is his constituents. And now his like, progeny's these... wheeling around worried about a mask. Y'all got a history of worrying in the Kukendall family. <laughs> yeah. Y'all need to chill on the worrying. To be fair, it like based on what you've read there, I would assume that he's also an anti-masker and would agree with what Madison Cawthorn is saying. Right. So, yeah. Oh, oh. Soon after the old man's death, strange stories First, began to be told of people seeing among the trees at night the figure of an old man frantically digging in one place and then another. That's old man Kukendall. So he, he, old mm. man Kukendall's ghost is what, digging for what, treasure? Is, what was he digging for? That sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. It's <laughs> old man Kukendall. <laughs> yeah, the, like, like, hey, why is the ghost rolling around in a wheelchair? I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you <laughs> miserable children. <laughs> oh, my God. Men to settle this county. He knew hardship firsthand. He did not endure that hardship just so a woke school board could begin to systematically just so a woke strip school the responsibility from the hands his of early adoption of slavery was wrong. Determine what to happens with their children. He understood that he understood you can't tell him what to do with your children. He'll tell you what to do with your slave children. He'll sell them off for a profit and then worry about money in his old age because he couldn't sell slaves anymore. Kukendall. New it was anti-woke. Yeah. <laughs> and had a right to anoint themselves over the family unit. America's future is in our children. It is in all of your children. And this school board here should be held to account because my friends... Could you imagine bringing a sign uh, to some kind of protest or demonstration, whatever, but being too lazy to hold it up high enough for well, anybody to be able to, be to see fair, yeah. <laughs> To be fair, from his vantage point, he thinks that sign's hiding his gunt. Oh. He, like, looking down, he's like, this sign is definitely covering my gunt. <laughs> We're like, no, man, there's some, there's some exposed gunt down there, bro. Like... It's not. It's not working. <laughs> they have stripped. I never heard gun before. <laughs> You've never heard gun before? No, I've never heard that. It's I that love gun. it. Yeah. Your right as parents to determine what happens to them. You should all be ashamed of yourself. I like. I like the. I like the separate levels of immobility in that frame. You have the the the, the gentleman that's too immobile to even hold his sign up. And then the gentleman in the wheelchair, but they're two different types. Oh, of, I bet of the immobile. guy in the wheelchair uh, works out though. He looks like he's uh, got some 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 arms on. Yeah, but in a foot race, I think that fat well, that's guy not might what beat I'm him. Talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who I'd put my money on in a foot race. A Kukendall could crawl his way to victory. We don't know. Kukendall. <laughs> <laughs> what a prick! What a prick! Nobody respects you, Kukendall. He's such a smug little motherfucker. Yeah. Ooh. I love how the entire room cheered for him, too. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're tired of our children having protection against some invisible illness. We don't believe in the, 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 the sickness. We need to say something to believe it. But we love God. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's so frustrating. It's like, hey, there's uh, there's more proof of this this illness that you deny than there is of, of the Christian Lord, right? But yeah, you would think they'd be What's happy the there was a plague. I never thought a public health issue like this would become politicized. I don't know. It didn't. <sighs> Doesn't surprise me at all. They politicize yeah, I, everything. 
AIDS yeah, was politicized. Nowadays it's not surprising. Yeah, it, it, this is like, if anything, like I, I was always like, I started off my program. I'm a humanist. I'm very optimistic. Now, like six years later, it's like, well, you know, I'm becoming a little more misanthropic. I'm losing more faith in humanity. We're all doomed. Because like you see like the dumbest of people, like the pandemic has brought out the worst in all of us, even the people who aren't anti-masker and anti-vaxxer. Like, I mean, I, I'm getting increasingly frustrated. It's like, folks, are we ever going to end the fucking pandemic? Take I mean, masks is a really easy way. Delbert Schultz, you just you just Whoa. let us take it easy this week. <laughs> you, you know, I was ready to strap on the damn shock collar to my my bunhole and just zap directly to my anus this week. And Did we just get we don't have to. We hit the goal day one when we were having yeah, a slow what, start. What, 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 what slow start? Incredible. Yeah. Thank you so much, Delbert. We're gonna take wow. it easy. We're still gonna do all the shows. We're still going to yeah. be here with everybody. We're still going to do them. But I mean, we're just, you know, it's, it's all money in the bank now. I don't now. believe in needing wheelchairs. Oh. He should stand up and walk or he's not a real American. <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Stand up. Um, we should mention uh, all, all you people out there who are patrons, $10 and up, uh, or... Uh, you guys need to get ready for the review because it's recorded now. Billy did a review of the first episode of DP. He did a live reaction, right? Yeah, a live reaction of the first episode of Drunken he, Peasants. Yeah, so it's almost like Billy was there. Now. Yeah, I'm retconning everything. You're retconning. This is it. like Marvel What If of DP. What yeah. if Billy was there? So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be posted for all the patrons out there to uh, our ten dollar plus patrons. It'll be available uh, this Saturday. Or, yeah, this Saturday. So uh, get your pledges in if you want to get it on the day that it comes out. Also, on the 20th, uh, this coming Friday, we're doing our private show. Yeah. Um, it's going to be Celebrity Cringe Rap Edition. Celebrity Cringe Rap. Ooh. So, like, yeah, like celebrities that had no business rapping. If you got your Shia LaBeouf ciphers, send them in. There's if you got like, they, can we do political figures? Are they celebrities? Too? Oh yeah, they count. So like Carl Rove. Oh doing yeah. The, oh, oh yeah. Man, I think uh, there's. Oh, like, I forgot about him. Yeah. Pretty sure. Isn't there an Al Pacino rap from Jack and Jill Is that's there? horrible? Like, there's all these movies what? that would get caught tagged if we watched them on the regular show that we can watch on the private show. There's so oh. much bad rap out there. You've got the Baked Alaska and Steven Crowders of the world, right? I feel like that's celebrity-ish. Oh god, that's, that's good rap. That's, That's really good. Yeah. Good stuff. So much bad stuff coming our way. Yeah, it's the celebrity <laughs> edition of cringe rap. Yeah. You're not going to be sober for this, right? Because I feel like that's too no. much. I'm actually going to take Adderall. I'll be super sober. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's not sober. I'm going to be a super sober. For me, it sober. is. I have ADHD. That doesn't matter. It's going to clear my mind. It's oh, that's a lot to down. go through. That's yeah. a lot to go through. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. <laughs> yeah, baked Alaska though. Yeah, we've uh, we've known about that guy for a long time, and it, I, I wonder, you know, he's still doing RV trip streams, but he's gonna get the book oh, really? thrown at him, right? He's he's doing court for the assault that happened before uh, January sixth. Yeah, and then he's, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then he was in Nancy Pelosi's office on January sixth. Mm -hmm. So yeah. he's uh, 
Yeah, he's he's awful. He's going to be digging ditches with old man Kukendall. He, uh, he he was acting like a fool at some nightclub, and the bouncer like threw his ass out, and then he turned around and pepper sprayed the bouncer. So that's what he's he. So Jeez. he has an assault charge for that. Um, what is wrong with these people? Like, just, I, have they not been socialized as children? Like, I feel like they're not domesticated. Like, what is wrong with them? Holy I don't know. Shit. When I first heard about Baked Alaska, he was working for Milo. He like worked for Milo Yiannopoulos mm. at one point. Oh, I didn't know that. Years and years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Man, I, to follow the arcs of these um, right wingers, it's it's getting more entertaining. Like I never anticipated the Milo Yiannopoulos ex gay arc. I thought yeah. Dave Rubin would do it first. I mean, wasn't that his whole shtick though? To begin with, didn't he just like? Like ruin his shtick. Now he's just a normal straight guy. That's conservative. Yeah. He's not a normal straight guy. <laughs> well, that's, that's what he's trying to say. He is though, right? There's there's only a certain amount of times you can uh, talk about taking big old wangs. Right. That's what I'm saying. Before you're an, an abnormal straight. I guy. doubt any of the men he had sex with will will believe his I'm straight now story. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> It is funny. I like I I think that the evangelicals are buying it. I've seen him on a couple of podcasts where they're like um they're talking to him about this and he's like, "Well, you know what's interesting is that I know I made the right decision because dogs aren't barking at me now, so that's like God telling me that I made the right decision." I and see. the people on like who are interviewing, I can't remember what show it was. They're like, "Oh, yeah." Like they they believe him and it's like Oh, oh, come on. That, like, really? that sounds like some son of Sam shit right there. Uh, it is insane. Yeah. He literally said this. He's like, oh, I know it sounds insane, but really, dog stopped barking. I'm like, no, it sounds insane because it literally is insane. That's not the, the normal thing that people the say. The serial killer, the son of Sam, did it because he thought the devil was possessing his neighbor's dog. And his dog told mm. him to go out and kill people. I, uh, oh, that's yeah. creepy. Yeah, I, I sent you. Creepy. I sent you an image, Ben. Oh. I, I have to. Uh, I have to take a moment to shill. Um, I know a lot of people <laughs> at home uh, are worried oh about my the. God. They're worried about the new vaccine uh, passports. Which, coming by through. the way, I have had to use recently yeah. to like so get into places. I'm, I'm starting a business. Oh, have you? I'm selling. I'm Just selling my, my card. I'm selling vaccination passport cards for people who don't want to get vaccinated. Just uh, PayPal me fifty <laughs> bucks. And I'll, I'll send you no. one of these. Jesus <gasps> came inside me. <laughs> I'll send you one of these for 50 bucks, guys. <laughs> Do, I, they you know can't what? be serious. Jesus <laughs> came inside him. There's no way that's real. I actually have... Um, I have a story about Well, tonight, this. federal investigators are cracking oh. down on counterfeit COVID vaccination cards. A pharmacist in Chicago is one of the latest suspects accused of selling those bogus cards. I can't believe this is happening either. Like, I don't get this. I can believe it. <laughs> I can believe it. It's, it, it. You know what? It's easier to get than, a, than like a driver's license and shit. It's cheaper. Yeah. It's free. You show up, you do nothing, yeah. and that's it. You get cool. a card. Yep. You don't have to do nothing. You have to take all your integrity and throw it down the, the toilet. <laughs> that is true. Because God and you, forbid. As soon as you. It's, it's, so, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. I, Jeff Holiday was a sweet boy on Facebook the other day. His Facebook is kind of. I tried to get him on here tonight. 
to his, be on here to to be in the his in Facebook the isn't that public, but he he posted to like all his friends like, hey guys, all my friends, uh, if you're still having reservations about the vaccine, I've studied up on a lot of this. Tell me your concerns, and I will give you uh, responses to them, knowing what I know, having studied everything very closely and i didn't get to look at the follow-up on it i hope he schooled mm. some people or his circle could just be like no we're all pricked we don't we're not worried about it i, I don't i don't know what the the fallout of that was i don't like pricked Pricked? I don't like that term. I don't want to be pricked. <laughs> I don't know. It's what it is, right? Is that what a needle? Some people pricks? call it the jab. The jab. Yeah, I guess that works. It's just that's it's, actually. It, I like that approach of like telling people, "Hey, I can answer your responses." I lost some friends on like my little personal Facebook because I'm just like these fucking low IQ dipshit pea brain fuckers are keeping us in a perpetual state of pandemic. Fuck you. Let's bully anti vaxxers. I, I think agree. that his approach is probably better, but mine is just burn it down. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of it. I, I think there's a lot of people that have uh, a fear of this for legitimate reasons what are the legitimate reasons well there's a lot of people in the african-american population who have a fear of trusting the the government with with medical operations and that goes back for decades and i think they're all hesitant and i think it's unfair to just be like you're stupid take the vaccine when it's like it's more of like a cultural conditioning at that point um, I, I think there's definitely worries there that we're not working well enough as a, a, a country to quell. Billy, you're stupid. Get the vaccine. I, he has it. I, for one, I got, I got all three of them. He got all three of them. I was like, I'm going to get Johnson. He flew to Europe and got the AstraZeneca, yep. too. Yep. He's a collector. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like Pokemon on these pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta prick them all. I didn't do that. I, I only have the uh, the local boy Moderna because it's yeah, Seattle. Same. So give me that Seattle slug. If I'm gonna die, I'm yeah. gonna go down locally. Yeah. No, I, I think that there's there's a small percentage of the population um, who I think are understandably unvaxed that I can be a little bit more uncharitable towards. Black Americans because of the history against them. Although, if they just see that the rich white people are getting it, that should solve that. There's people also who don't realize that the vaccines are free, so they haven't gotten it because they think that they have to pay money. There's yeah. also people who haven't gotten it because they can't get time off work, so they don't want to have to deal with like the, um, the uh, side effects and go to work. Having said that, though, I think that those numbers, like we have to account for them, but the largest factor is mostly these like anti-vaxxers um I, I think it's like what is it 70 percent depending depending on the poll of republicans are like straight up anti-vax and yeah. the only thing that's going to get us to herd immunity uh which is about 90 percent based on like some of the articles is it that 90 I've read, now it's it, it's 90 with delta so mm. before delta it seemed like there, there was a range between like 60 to 85%. Like it, there's no definitive, but because so much more people infect others with Delta, I can't remember if it was like three to four people compared to like one to two people with the original. Damn. Um, because of that, it needs to be 90. So I think that now is the time to just like straight up do vaccine passports, mandate them. That they're effective, they work. It's not necessarily a very popular thing to say, 
Um, but there's literally no other way to to get us to herd immunity, and it's not new. Like you know, when when you say vaccine passports, you you think about like the images in the 1920s when they like barge down uh, or knock down people's doors, barge into their houses, and forcibly vax them and held them down. It's not that like we don't have to do that. All we have to do is say, look, if you want to dine indoors, you just gotta either get vaccinated or show proof of a negative COVID nineteen test within the last forty eight hours. And those things really work. Um, like in France, for example, within a day of the prime minister or the president of France hinting at uh, mandatory vaccines, he basically uh, he got a million people to sign up. And so, yeah, savvy. I, I I like that. So the but my freedom thing. This is my thing. I think that the left needs to. We need to do a better job at, at messaging, and centrists do too, because centrists are with leftists for the most part on on this issue. Um, I think we need to use the freedom argument because really this is about like all of our freedom, because we can either a choose to not mandate vaccines and then let anti-vaxxers who are uneducated and misinformed uh, take away all of our freedoms and choose for us to live in a prolonged, if not permanent, state of plague. Or we can mandate vaccines and we can at least, you know, uh, eliminate COVID-19 in the United States for now. Like we still have to vaccinate people around the world. Um, hopefully there won't be a new variant that emerges that's resistant to the vaccines. Um, but there's there's really no other way. Um, I think that people should avoid using the term vaccine mandate uh, and maybe even vaccine passport. But at the end of the day, I think that there should be a level of freedom granted to people who are vaccinated. Um, and so we should, you know, if I want to go to a movie theater, I should be able to do that. Like, there shouldn't be a total lockdown. I'm vaccinated. I should be able to take my, you know, my my card. Um, so it's about we're the ones who are pro-freedom. Like, they're the ones who are anti-freedom and right. keeping us in this state of plague. I want to be free from plague. So fuck you. I'm freedom. You're not freedom. You know, that's, you, that's my take on it. You can yeah. kind of blame this all on the liberals, though, because uh, way back after Vietnam, they had the anti-war movement. They were woke against war. And before that, you know, so many people were ready to die for their country. Now we can't even get the Republicans to, to take a needle. Like, they, they were going to go all the way to war and, and, and die in battle. But now they want to take a little prick in the arm? Die for your country. Get a prick. <laughs> Well, and honestly, like um, the conversation we were talking about with like Viet uh, not Vietnam, uh, Afghanistan earlier and how there's so little trust in the government. I mean, there's a reason to distrust the government, right? Because of, you know, how many times we've we've been lied to, especially like with our generation. We grew up doing during, you know, 9-11, uh, the Iraq war, lying with WMDs. So it's not an issue of like people are wrong and stupid for distrusting government. But they they are wrong and stupid if they distrust science. And they also really have to like not be so insular and not or and remember that we don't just exist like in a vacuum here in the United States. Like this is a global thing. Like I remember in 2020, like there are a lot of Republicans. I think even Trump said, oh, don't worry about it. It'll be done in November. The pandemic will go away. It's like, okay, well, it's uh, February and a lot of people in India are dying. So wh where are you now? So is this just like a an election thing that Democrats created? Or is this a worldwide thing that we're all dealing with? You know, so it's, um, you know, I, I usually am very, very strong on like civil liberties. I think that we, we can't like, so the Supreme Court case that said vaccine mandates were okay, Jacobson v. Massachusetts, that was later used to justify bad things, like eugenics, for example. Yeah. So we have to be careful. Like, you can't just, uh, I, I wouldn't flippantly just say, 
you know, um, we're going to force you and like stick a needle at you. Like, I think that's the wrong approach. I think yeah. that, you know, you could do stick and carrot approach and incentivize it. But at the end of the day, uh, there's n I, I can't think of another way out of it than to actually require, you know, uh, vaccine cards. Uh, I, I think somebody made the right point. Like, you know, you have to try to find a different word other than mandate. But what do you what do you use? It's hard, right? Incentive, because the vaccine incentive. Yeah, that's what the vaccine incentive like plan. Because uh, it sounds really, really bad. Like if you hear like that's why even I, I like a lot of leftists, they won't say vaccine mandate. Like I've seen kind of like people in my leftist circles where like, what do you think about vaccine mandates? And they'll like do a poll. And it's like I, I think people are afraid to say it because it sounds very scary. It's like the boogeyman. But it's not. And, and I mean, if you look at polls, over 60 percent of Americans want a vaccine mandate. Uh, because we all kind of want freedom back. Like the right. vaccine mandate people are pro freedom. And it's not like I'm saying, hey, you have to do this thing that I would never do myself. I got vaccinated. You guys got vaccinated. It's like yeah. we all want freedom. So I want to I want people who are frustrated with masks, talks of vaccine passports. I'm with you. Let's get past this fucker. Let's crush it. And let's move on with our lives. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't that sound wonderful? It, it just it, it's really frustrating. It, it's definitely frustrating. So because of that past precedence, the the government could mandate it if they wanted to, right? Yeah, there's there's limited things that uh, you could do at the federal level, but Joe Biden can do things that would be very effective. So if he said, um, so the government, the federal government is in control of like interstate travel. So yeah. if he says you can't travel to another state if you're not vaccinated. That would be very effective. Um, and this is kind of something that uh, France did. Like they said, if you're going to travel by train long distances, you have to you know, show proof of vaccination or have a negative COVID-19 test. Um, and I mean, having a negative COVID-19 test, I think it's good that there's an alternative. But that's really I mean, that's you're not going to want to get tested if you're doing all this stuff, like ideally you get vaccinated. So the goal ultimately is to make sure that we are making people get up. Uh, vaccinated and, and things like that can work like joe biden can say okay all federal workers you have to have vac uh, vaccine mandates if you're going to contract with the government we will not maintain that contract if you don't require vaccinations for your employees um and, and at some point you know a lot of these private companies they're not even going to need the government to tell them to because i mean we all know this is bad for business like the lockdowns people not wanting to go out go to the movies stimulate the economy they don't want that they want the pandemic to be over so a lot more businesses i think are going to start mandating this and you see a lot of states already saying all right state workers you got to get vaccinated um you know if you're a healthcare worker you've got to get vaccinated some companies are doing that um and i think it's going to increase because at some point like you, you just you have to put your foot down. There's been enough time to where, you know, we, we've tried to, like, butter people up. Uh, but there's going to be a large portion of people enough to stop us from getting to herd immunity to where you've got to force them. Like, I don't know if you, you saw the documentary. There's this Vice News documentary, and it was from a hospital in Little Rock, Arkansas. And they're being overrun with COVID-19. Uh, and their ICU is reaching full capacity. And the doctor was talking about how um, he's trying to convince them to get vaccinated. And he's only convinced about a fifth of the people there with COVID in the ICU to get vaccinated. And that's when people don't uh, accept that it's real. So most of them don't believe that they have COVID when they're in the hospital. Yeah. And so the issue is when he tries to educate them and he says, OK, listen, when you're well, you need to get vaccinated. They actually start to get riled up and, and they get short, short, you know, a shortness of breath. So it's like you're in this situation where he's trying to educate them and tell them to take precautions for their own health. But 
trying to educate them and make them healthier is making them less healthy because they're getting angry and then they're you know they may need to be intubated. Um, so it's a real it's a gut wrenching situation. It's like, you know, we we mandate people to do certain things to save their lives. Seatbelts. You know, well, we do things to protect people if they're not going to protect themselves. Oh, and, and unfortunately, you know, that's the way it is now. The auto companies fought seatbelt mandates. Yeah. Originally. Yeah, that's true. Think about how much more it costs to install seatbelts and make sure they work properly in every car. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But they fought that. Well, the, the cost, the cost that was there because of the price we paid not having seatbelts. They a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people got maimed. The cleanup of not wearing a seatbelt in a car accident is is horrific. A chosen one in the pleb chat said, "Why would you need to wear a mask if you're vaccinated? Vaccine may not work." Um, one thing with the vaccine is it doesn't stop the spread. Yeah, of you COVID. can still get you can mm -hmm. still get COVID and be contagious. It, it yeah, it'll just it lessens the symptoms, right? And it also. Uh, it, it'll help the recovery uh having vaccine it'll be easier on on that uh but yeah it, not wearing a mask you spread the vapors of your breath that carries the 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 covid outward further if it's under a mask it just kind of like sticks with you and drops uh, uh, yeah. if you're wearing the proper mask so mm -hmm. it's that's exactly right. It, that wasn't the case, though, with the previous uh, strain. So um, most of I, I think it was like it was an 80 percent effectiveness um, that if like somebody who was vaccinated got a breakthrough case, they wouldn't spread it. But with Delta, uh, based on the studies, um, the viral load is basically the same between vaccinated and unvaccinated people because of Delta variant. So that's why we're all masking up again. Um, and I have no issue masking up, you know, but it, it's like, I, it'd be great if we all were able to move past this, but it's not that the vaccine doesn't work. I mean, if you're vaccinated, then there's a almost near zero chance that you're going to die from it. It also is very, very effective at preventing serious illness, um, which is part of the problem right now. So, the the issue with hospitals around the country, including in Oregon, in my state, which the governor had to call in the National Guard because most ICUs uh, in Portland, uh, they're at like 92 to 96 percent capacity. And so what they're having to do is any surgeries are getting postponed. Like my mom had to have a surgery, but it got postponed. Um, if you have a heart attack or you get into a car crash, um, they're now having to judge, OK, somebody who's suffocating or somebody who got into this car crash. So they're having to actually turn away people because people with COVID-19, they're in the worst shape. So that's why, you know, there's this huge push right now to vaccinate people, because if you get vaccinated, the odds of you landing in the hospital are drastically, drastically diminished. And so it's not just that, like, you know, this is about your health. Now it's affecting other people. Like there's this uh, viral TikTok video of this man who his I don't know which state he's from, but his wife has stage four breast cancer. And so she was there because she was ill and she was supposed to stay like five days. He said she probably should have stayed uh, six days, but they had to discharge her because they were overrun. And all the resources had to be directed to the COVID-19 patients in the ICU who were suffocating. So, I mean, you know, this person has cancer and that's very serious, but the COVID is, is much more serious. So, you know, this is going to lead to other people possibly dying who have already gotten vaccinated because there are so many people who are unvaccinated. So it's like the issues compound. Like it's not just that a lot of unvaccinated people are going to die. There's this ripple effect throughout society that makes matters worse. And another thing is children, uh, children, people under the age of, uh, 
children people children under the age of 12 they can't get uh, vaccinated yet they're not eligible so you know that's why the mask mandates in schools is so crucial because it works and it sucks to have kids wear masks like i mean that that that's shitty you know kids you know they don't want to do that but it's a mask or potentially getting COVID 19 and kids are getting um infected at a higher rate so there's a lot of evidence that Delta infects them uh, more so than the last variant. Like, it's not necessarily 100% causation. We're not sure it could be, like, you know, a more relaxed lockdown measures that's attributed to the increase. But there's enough evidence to worry that kids are now really getting in- infected at alarming rates. In some states, pediatric hospitals are starting to fill up. one and done. Now I'm hearing that yep. I'll have to get another shot to maintain my fully vaccinated status. I hate this P.S., well, I got two yeah. shots, and they still say that I'll probably have to get a third one, right? Like, they're saying well, the follow-ups yeah. are important. They're booster shots. This is yeah. something we've done with vaccines forever. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. This is going to be endemic, I think, ultimately. Um, yeah. I'm trying to bring on an epidemiologist on my program um, to kind of explain this, because this is going to kind of eventually turn into, like, a COVID season. Like, there's a flu season. Yeah, um, yeah. So and I think it, that... It hit us around the, the there was a COVID season around like mm-hmm. November last year, around yeah. the same time as flu season. Yep, it's gonna be hard. So you're gonna bring like an expert on to talk about that. I'm trying to get an expert on who um, does a lot of like COVID things. This is a virologist and an epidemiologist, and I'm trying to like I have a lot of questions. So I do as much research as possible because I'm a hypochondriac and a germaphobe. So already like I'm kind of drawn to this, and also you know the policy standpoint is, is interesting. But um, it really looks like there's there's one epidemiologist who says that he thinks after this latest uh, Delta wave, it's probably going to then turn into an endemic thing, assuming there's no other variant that becomes prominent. Um, and just, you know, that's kind of our way out where it's like, OK, if enough people are vaccinated, then we get a booster once per year. And that just kind of keeps it, you know, under wraps to where it's there, but it's not like controlling everything. It's, you know enough people are vaccinated to where if they get it it's it's not that bad um but it sucks i mean we're we're going to be dealing with this for quite some time i think um until people are are vaccinated but my hope is that you know um we'll reach herd immunity but at this rate it's not looking good mm. at all <laughs> yeah and i kind of saw this happening uh, th- that was my first thought when they said oh at least 70% of the population needs to get it like that's that seems like a lofty goal in all the all the yeah. lotteries that that the states did they didn't really amount to much it all in one to state nothing. they did um but overall um the lotteries that were very um stingy like you know you'll be in a lottery to win like a hundred dollar gift card or something those don't work um I mean, maybe the, maybe they do to an extent. I'm not sure, but the the ones that really work is I can't remember the state that did it, but it was like they Ohio um, they gave said, away a million dollars to three people, right? Yeah that that apparently did see a boost, but I don't know um, if if that's still effective. I, I think the only yeah I I think it worked for the short time that they did it. Everybody should get a hundred dollar gift card to Amazon. <laughs> to Amazon. To Amazon. <laughs> How about Amazon donates a hundred dollars to everybody? Well, that'd be great. Yeah. I think Hell, even if they did, 
$2,000, like do a stimulus again. You, you get in there, you get your booster or you get uh, the vaccine, you get another stimmy. I yeah. mean, I think that's a, that's a really great. Yeah, I'm down I for a stimmy. Yeah, I was saying yeah. you shouldn't be able to get a stimmy if you're not vaccinated. So, yeah, yeah. Pe- people want to do it, but I don't think they're going to do it. They better. It's time, <laughs> dude. We need a prick stimmy. Give us a booster stimmy. <clears throat> It it would I, I think it would drive um, vaccinations. I don't know that it's going to get us to the like herd immunity, but I mean, I, I'm I'm for trying the carrot approach. Like I don't want to say oh um, you know definitely mandate them immediately. Like do everything we can. Like I, I want I want to make sure that we we're respecting people to an extent, but once they start to fuck with the public health, then you know my patience is going to run out. Aren't so we almost we there, carrots, though? Aren't we almost there already? I, I think we are, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I'm to the point where it's like, okay, you can either do a really, really, really big carrot approach, like $2,000 stimulus checks, or you can do the stick approach. Um, it seems like the government, like, to do a carrot approach in any, like, meaningful way, going to be kind of difficult. The easiest thing, honestly, is just to do mandates. Um, it, it's easy, uh, it doesn't take much legislatively, and Biden can do it via executive order federally. Um, private businesses can do it, and they should be encouraged to do it. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you where it's like, it's time for the stick. We've tried. You know, yeah. the, the, people have had months. There's so many. There's so many studies now. Um, FDA approval is coming in. I don't know, like a month or two. Then what? You know, because that's like one of the biggest things. Oh, well, it's not FDA approved. Okay, well, then what? Then what's the excuse? I mean, is there ever going to be a circumstance where. But it, um, you it know, is emergency approved it. by the FDA, right? Like, it did get emergency Correct. approval. So it technically right. is and approved. The problem is vaccines exactly. usually take uh, up to 10 to 15 years to get mm-hmm. full approval. We're putting everything we can into this one. And so it's looking like we might get full approval within the year, right? But uh, yeah. normally it could take 10 to 15 years. It's two to four years of exploratory st- yeah, stage. I, I think with H1N1 vaccine. took like three or four years yeah. to be uh, approved mm. by the FDA. And, yeah. and it wasn't a problem anymore. They by just the time don't it happen this quick. And an emergency approval is as good as it's going to get under the approval process. The, the, the yeah. fact that it's going to possibly get approved fully in the next year is unheard of. It's unprecedented. Yeah, and and the emergency authorization, it's not like they were just very willy-nilly, like, okay, sure. Like, it's a very rigorous process, and these companies, um, they're not going to apply for emergency authorization if they're not 100% sure that their vaccine is going to be safe and effective, because if they they fuck up, that's a lot of money that goes back into, you know— fixing things you know i don't know the logistics of the vaccine manufacturing itself but they want to make sure that they get it right on that first try um and honestly like people i don't think discuss enough how lucky we are that there's a a vaccine that's this effective this quickly like it's truly like it shows like we're living in the era of modern medicine but instead you know it just drives more skepticism because there you know people there's no trust in governmental institutions for reasonable, uh, you know, uh, reasons. But, I mean, look at the science. It's incredibly clear. It's probably because the vaccine's made out of adrenochrome. Dude, I wish we could get some adrenochrome. If they were giving away free boosters of adrenochrome, 
<laughs> Come on, Wouldn't man. Wouldn't make it better, right? Yeah. yeah. All the elites love it, so. Yep. That's probably what the people who are against it are worried about. They're like, oh, no, it's got baby scales in it. <laughs> they, took, they took Reptar and took his baby scales from Rugrats, Reptar from Rugrats, and took his scales and put it in the syringe. Now they were shooting my asshole. I don't think so. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's funny that you Some mentioned. The... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say it's funny that you mentioned Rugrats because someone sent me this uh, King Cobra remix and it's the Rugrats theme music. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were you saying, Mike? No, I was gonna say some of the conspiracies around it are actually like legitimately funny. Like yes. the the five G one and the magnetized one. I'm like, dude, you're a superhero if you're magnetized from a vaccine. Isn't that like something to celebrate? Come on, right. You should be climbing be uh, metal things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? So I don't know about this vaccine, but uh, you know, I turn into a refrigerator and my kid put a support card on my arm. I don't know. <laughs> I We got a, a don't know that just came through from Seth Looks. Says part of why it was developed and approved so fast is you normally have small teams working on them. This time it was like the whole world. Exactly, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's, it was a focused effort to race. Uh, everybody focused big time on this. It was a call to arms, and uh, they they got it into people's arms at a record pace. Mm-hmm. It's just the people it's, it's have been cool. the impediment. Yes. Right. right. As per usual. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, I know this stuff. When I think about it, it really like makes me feel doomer because it's like, oh man, we're we're never gonna we're never gonna make it. Like, how long until there's a new variant that is resistant to the vaccines, and then we're right back to square one? Like, oh, what, what are they gonna say when when there's a variant that does take out a bunch of kids, like schools or basically like nursing homes, like you know? Uh, then what are they gonna the do? Columbine variant? Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, honestly, I still think that they won't be moved by it. And maybe that's too cynical. But I um, I mean, in this day and age, people are so conspiratorial to where they don't even trust their family members. I mean, that's how bad like political polarization and conspiratorial thinking has gotten. I saw this article from Vice that one of the Parkland students, um, their father after seeing Marjorie Taylor Greene harass David Hoggs, now believes that the Parkland shooting, it was a false flag. <laughs> so at first, when they survived, like their father was very like caring and wouldn't even like wear maroon colored shirts because that's the shirt that the shooter had or something. So like was very, very sensitive to everything. But he got involved with, with QAnon, saw that video, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's a false flag and you're a crisis actor Fuck you for being a crisis actor and being on this plot. Like to his That's kid. insane. Yeah. And who's 17, by the way. So this wasn't like part of the graduating class when it happened. Like this is a 16 year old who year after year still went to that school whose father thinks he's a crisis actor. And I've seen ins- child it, actors. They never really tend to grow up and live healthy lifestyles anyways. So this kid was he was going to grow up and have a shit family and a shit dad. I'd rather have this dad that thought I was a crisis <laughs> actor than have uh Jamie Spears as a father. Oh. Britney yeah. Spears, mm. she was a, she was a child actor, not a crisis actor. Her career was it, a bit of a crisis. Yeah, it was a crisis. But like I mean, this guy doesn't sound half as bad as Jamie Spears. Doesn't sound half as bad as a uh, Lohan's father. He's not so bad. Lohan. He's terrible. He's horrible, guys. Yeah. It's a joke. 
<sighs> yeah, that guy is also a raging alcoholic, as uh, Juggalo points out. That is true. Yeah, he kind of goes on these uh, tirades when he's drunk. Um, but yeah, have you guys been following the Free Britney stuff? I have not followed it super bit. closely. But yeah, she's is not she free now. She's not free. She's Her father closer. has relinquished his conservatorship. There's still another member of the conservatorship that has control, and the father has relinquished his control uh, under his own terms so he's oh. he's stepping down but he hasn't fully stepped down yet so it's like mm. the beginning of saying well i'm gonna go just let me get my stuff you know like oh. so it's it could it could go anywhere now uh britney ain't free yet britney and not free yet we gotta fight for britney I, hey i'm i'm all on board i'm wondering how long until free britney is like a partisan issue because right now it seems like everybody supports it. But how long until... Yeah, which side's going to get Britney if it becomes a partisan issue? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I saw Matt Gates tweet out support for Free Britney. I've seen some like progressive lawmakers. Has Ocasio-Cortez uh, said anything about Free Britney? I'm not sure, honestly. I, I'm not sure, yeah. Is I, this, I have to look. Are we going to get Marjorie Taylor Greene and Ocasio-Cortez on the same side of something? Is that possible? I think that maybe Marjorie is like waiting to see what AOC says. And then she's like, okay, you support it. I'm actually against yeah. Brittany. Like what she's saying. She's like, Brittany obviously is crazy and shouldn't be able to take care of her own life. By the way, have you seen the adrenochrome in these Capri Sun packets? They just jammed the straw right in the back of the baby's neck. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me a bad visual, but that was funny. <laughs> yeah. It's it's rough out here, isn't it? I I think you know it's wild that Britney could be in the position she's in, like mm -hmm. for over a decade being under the thumb yeah. of this conservatorship. Like she can't. What's worse is what if she gets out of it and we realize we were wrong, and like for some reason oh. she had to be in this, and her life goes completely off the rails because because we had to get in and 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 fight for her. Like I doubt that's going to be the case, but like in the back of your mind, you have to think about that. Like what if we were wrong? Well then, we have to do the opposite. Um, imprison Britney. We have yeah. to. We have to reverse. Clean up the mess we made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Interesting. Interesting. I do feel bad, and I feel like this has got to lead to like some sort of uh, reform over those conservatorship laws because I knew nothing about them. Um, but it's really crazy. So the only thing I know is like from the uh, what's it? The New York Times. It was like a Hulu documentary that they did. Um, how draconian these conservatorship laws are. It's its really weird. Uh, and you think that like in 2021, when we're kind of a little bit more open about like people with um, additional uh, needs who need special access to education or, or, or things, like you, you just think that we'd, we'd consider this and we would treat them like human beings still. But I mean, it, the situation she's in is truly just crazy. Um, yeah. I would be so pissed. I would not do anything. Like I know that she was like forced to perform. I would not do jack shit. She but, I mean, was, I don't know what she can. She do. was doing years in Las Vegas, uh, headlining in Las Oof. Vegas for years Ugh. under this conservatorship. Oh, my thought, like my conspiracy theory thought, and I'm a conspiracy theorist. So please, guys, don't put any real weight into this. 
But you saw what happened to all those kids from Glee, right? What if Britney's father oh. is un- got her under conservatorship because she wants to spill everything? And he's like, no, guys, I'll I'll protect her. I'll keep her from saying anything. I'll keep her under conservatorship. Please don't send her off like those kids from Glee. Please don't send her off like the Glee babies. Please, uh, the Glee please. Babies. Like, like that, that's obviously a conspiracy theory. But like, what if he is the hero here and he's fighting Hollywood, who's trying to hold her down because of all the messed up stuff they did to all the. Mickey Mouse kids before Glee came out. That is a more rational conspiracy theory than like most conspiracy theories. I'm <laughs> I'm down with it. <laughs> I I love conspiracy theories because like I'm bullshit. I'm like really good at bullshit. I'm a top tier bullshitter. So I could just make up conspiracy theories all night long, but I know how dangerous that could be because I can be very oh, convincing. Know. If Billy actually understood law, he he could be a good lawyer because he is a good bullshitter. I have no value for law. <laughs> but no, I've heard you basically do be Martin Scarelli's lawyer to so many people. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, because he he knows Martin Scarelli. I convinced him one night in like a chat room of people. I convinced them that I believed I was a god, and I had this entire like. He thought I was crazy. He like texted me. He's like, "Man, are you okay? Are you fucking crazy?" But I was just going off on a tangent, convincing people that I was a god based on like mathematics and belief. It was so funny. <laughs> Bi- Billy- and they actually believed that you believed that. They thought yeah. I. Yeah, they thought I was crazy. And then some people actually believed oh. in it too. Like they were like, "Man, this is what? making a lot of sense. This is actually." You got to start a cult, Billy. You can. Oh. You can. Get rich. Billy will the try cult- to convince you that Martin Scarelli actually saved lives. Uh, Billy. Yeah, of course. Wow. <laughs> he did. <laughs> is he is he still in jail or was he released? Uh, he's, he's in jail. He, he I think he was on track to have an early release until he got caught with a cell phone. And uh when he got oh. caught with a cell phone, it kind of threw that off. So maybe he'll be out in a year. Maybe maybe sooner, oh, okay. maybe later. But And the Fed sold his Wu-Tang album. Yeah. He sold his damn album. That's dirty. That's dirty. He, you know, I will argue he never should have had that. It should have went to somebody else, because that is that is um, that's a holy item. And I will argue that he did the world a favor by buying it because the album was not that good, and people wanting to hear it and not being able to is better than people actually hearing it and be like, "Oh, this was a shitty Wu Tang album." <laughs> that's fair. That's so, fair. <laughs> so he he kind of he kind of saved the world from having to listen to his shitty Wu Tang album, and they'll always want to hear this until they hear it. And they'll be like, "Oh, this is all we were waiting for." I heard some of it. It's it's not that good. Oh, I know. There's a parody of that whole thing in I think it was Watch Dogs Two, where you have to break into a. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know like what the character was, but it was very clearly like a Martin Shkreli character, and you have to steal some record of like a legendary band. And I was like, "Okay, this is a that's funny. This is interesting." Yeah, I never finished the game, but I remember that mission. That's funny. <laughs> that's that, yeah. That got that was big. That was big in the public eye. Uh, the, he was such a a character with all the the. The crazy shit that was, was the Wu Tang, the raising the price, the 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 being like completely smug on every level all the time. Mm-hmm. He was easily hated, easy easy guy to hate. 
very very hateable he also had a punch face as well and yep. i say that as someone with a punch face like if i shaved my beard you'd want to punch me in the face <laughs> he definitely has a punch face well when he was being when he was being uh they were petitioning jurors for his his trial and people who had never heard of him before were like uh yeah i don't know he's just got a punchable face and this was like when they were <laughs> when they were interviewing them to be on the jury that was hard for those them to people, find might people been, that didn't those people hate might have been trying to get out of jury duty too though maybe that's like, true that's true that's that's under like wasn't it like a stereos that told us his girlfriend tried to get out of jury duty by writing i am a racist or something like <laughs> oh that God. that's that's what uh my dad would oh, do was that yeah. I thought it was a stereos that told us that. I can't remember. I think he might have too. That's like the mm. common thing. And now that might get you on a trial because they're, they're going to call for a mistrial afterwards. I don't know. The, mm. They asked my dad uh, if he was racist against anybody. He said white people and they didn't call him back. I am a <laughs> to try and get out of it. That's hilarious. I never got called for. I mean, I was part of jury duty. But it never got called for like the juror selection process. Yes. The one time where it had to show up, they ended up like going to a settlement or something. So I'm like, what the fuck? I got up early for nothing, and I didn't even get to be on a jury because oh. I would have, I would have probably been on one. I would have, I would have been okay with it. You got that sweet check for twelve dollars, though, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever get it? I, I'm pretty sure it was to exactly twelve dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's something like it was, that. So insulting. I mean, I would have done it anyway, but it's like twelve dollars. I mean, people are going to take off work for this. Like, no wonder why so many people like screw. It. Lucky Jury for duty. me, lucky for me, like the place I worked, um, they had to give it to you off, and they let you use a vacation day if you really wanted to get a paid. vacation day. Oh. Well, if, if you wanted to get paid for it, oh wow, you could take it unpaid, mm, okay. or you could use like a vacation day to get it paid. Oh, okay, yeah, they had. Uh, like unions, they'll pay you a, a certain amount when you have to go do it, right? Like a lot of unions. That's why my dad, when he had to do it, they, he like, took the week off. And uh, when he went down for it, he said the thing, and they didn't have to finish his week off. But uh, the union was covering it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice. See, it always pays to have a union. Yeah. I only worked one union job at a grocery store. Unions mm. uh, were nice. pretty pretty sweet for a while. I don't know why we decided yeah. they were terrible. I don't. I guess it was probably just whatever happened to the to those union I, things. It was, I hear about. I worked at a union at a Kroger, but it was like in the meat department. Oh. I think that's like its own unionized thing. The meat department. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a meat department person for yeah. for stores. I didn't know they were different oh. or not. But the unions for the grocery stores are are big. Like a, a bagger, mm -hmm. you know, a young kid that starts is going to start pretty healthily in, in in those scenarios. I think that's why Winco's prices are so low because they're employee owned. So I think yeah. they break mm -hmm. the union. I don't know. Is there a Winco on the east side? I don't think there is. I think there's like oh. far south. Yeah. I, I don't think there's one nearby. No. Winco. Oh, so they don't know Winco. Some I, of the viewers. Yeah, if oh, you guys yeah. don't know about Winco, it's huh. it's it's like uh, I don't know, halfway between a Walmart and a Costco, but there's yeah. no there's no pass, mm -hmm. there's no like you don't have to have a, a membership, but you go you got to bag your own groceries. Mm -hmm. like, they don't have a bagger. They just, it just comes down to the, the little tailpipe, and you got to throw everything into the bag yourself. But the prices are respectable. And I, I assume everybody gets paid well. And they have a giant selection of like everything. 
which yeah. is always kind of cool. Like you get all the weird pop tart fr- flavors, you get every chip flavor. It's it's always like when I was a kid, I was very excited because they they had every fucking thing. It was like the Toys R Us for foods. Yeah, it's the only place you go and you look at the generic brand cereal and get a boner. They have like all the Malto meal. <laughs> Normally, you'd be like, I don't want that generic mm. shit, but then you see this selection of Malto meal and you're like, well. This is actually an impressive selection. I might go for the bag uh, over the box on this uh, occasion. Yeah, they do. Their cereal collection is insane. Yeah. yeah. I have not been to a Winco in a very long time, but they're Ma- great. Malto Meal is generic cereal brand. They have like the knockoff Fruit Loops, the knockoff Cocoa Krispies, knockoff all the, all the, all the stuff you'd get in the box. They sell it to you in a bag. It's cheaper. It's bigger. It's tasty. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes the same as the regular. Yeah. yeah. Some I some like of the, the stuff I think is superior to the regular, but not all. You just gotta you gotta try every single flavor of every multi meal ever and figure out what you prefer. This and, is uh, making me want cereal. <laughs> yeah, Winko's just a huge, it's like a warehouse of uh of stuff. They got they got cheap yeah, produce, they got they got uh like their their deli is not the most impressive deli, but it's very cheap, and they have options. Mm-hmm. Gets get their, their chicken, their their fried chicken, not bad. Their wings, not bad. So we're gonna wrap it up in in a couple minutes, like five to ten minutes here. D- uh, did we ever go through the streamlabs? I don't know if we've gone through the whole thing. Um, I'll scour. Uh, I did read some of the little ones okay. off. Uh, Bebe Cheese says, I've been thinking for a while about the things that make me happy. And they're few and far between. But DP has been a source of happiness for me for seven years plus. Yeah. Thank you so Thank much, you. Ben and Billy. DP wow, brings me so sweet. much joy. I'll be a fan forever. Oh, Thank wow. you, Bebe. Wow, that is so sweet. Yeah. Caliphacent said, if these people are protected by Jesus, they don't need their guns to protect them either, right? Right. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> Uh, XPZ2014 says, isn't the wheelchair guy that Trump Nazi who Zieg Heiled at Hitler's Eagle Nest on Instagram? I don't know. I never saw that. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, Seth there's some lore there. There's some There's some lore there to yeah. the story. Yeah. Seth looks Red Scare. Uh, Delbert Schultz, huge love. You guys gave big love tonight. Thank you. Delbert Schultz getting us that goal like, what, an hour into the show? It was awesome. Yeah, what? 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 Awesome. Uh, Isolation Agorist said, ooh, sweet, uh, ooh, boys that are sweet, just now jumping in. My question is, who is guarding the poppy field now in oh, Afghanistan? Yeah. Also, the weapons black market just got some new inventory. Maybe Reagan yeah. should have said no to Charlie Wilson. Damn, Charlie Wilson. Let's see, this is the problem. Charlie Wilson was Tom Hanks in that movie. Reagan was a Hollywood movie star. It was it was inevitable. Isn't isn't there some old Soviet weapons in Afghanistan too? Because oh, they were there before. There's all types of shit I'd over imagine. there. Those are yeah. yeah. They probably give those to the kids though. They got new stuff. They got yeah. new sweet stuff. Bebe gave big Patreon today too. Thank you, Bebe. Uh, Bebe loves DP. That was uh, very sweet. Thank you. Cool. Wonderful. Uh, Janie sent five dollars and said positive note. We cured malaria while making the COVID vaccine. We'll be okay eventually. Happy Tuesday, sweet boys. We cured malaria while making the COVID vaccine? 
Did we? I never. I didn't even know that. Mm. That's a nice silver lining. You know, yeah. you, you, you see the silver lining in things, and usually it's mercury, and you don't like that. But this <laughs> is a good one. You know, yeah, that's, I like that. Positivity. You know, uh, m- malaria, just it, it means bad air. Malaria. They used to think that, hmm. yeah, people would always, back before they knew what caused it, people who got it all the time usually came back from the swamp. And they thought it was the swampy air. They didn't know it was the mosquitoes huh. that were causing it. Oh, that's it. interesting. And so, like, the Latin uh, origin of the word mal, bad, area, air. Yeah. Bad air. Now that we cured malaria, it's huh. not going to be... Yeah. Now that we cured it, it's not going to be a bad thing. I think we might see Trump's seventh wife. She might be named malaria. <laughs> if no, she- I, think her, I, I think her name's Ivanka, right? Oh no, that's his daughter. <laughs> that's against he did all have a decency. wife named Ivana. Yeah, Ivana. that's Ivanka's mom. Ivana, yeah. Ivanka, yeah. Malaria, Melana, Melania. I don't know what the what. I don't know, man. Molinaria, Molinaria, <laughs> B- Bolognese, Marinara, Marinara. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. One thing I know is that Trump and Biden both did things that Mike agreed with this week. So shocking! Where, where right? the hell? Where the hell are we? <laughs> I'm I'm very difficult to please, but uh, okay. I was pleasantly surprised this week for different reasons. It's it's weird. Yeah, I feel gross saying that. Yeah, no, it's it's <laughs> sick. I had to bring it back up because it's been on my mind the whole night. I'm like, what the? Oh, uh, how's I'm how we, Yeah, how do we get here? <laughs> what do you think? What, what, what do you see uh, the next move being for America and Afghanistan? Oh, that's hard to say. Um, I think there's going to be like several months of lots of screeching by the media and warmongers trying to encourage Biden to go back in. Um, if he can resist those calls for like a year then i think we're probably out aside from like you know drone strikes here and there but it's it's really really hard to make a prediction because i'll probably be wrong um i often am whenever i try to predict it's hard to say but i think that right now is a very we're on thin ice i'm not sure if this is gonna why didn't we why did we spend the last five years just implanting auto drones and like if someone rolls up onto the the, the banks that aren't, isn't supposed to be there, they get a 10-second warning to turn around, and the drones just do what they do. Is that heinous and reprehensible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These drones are doing what the uh, Afghan National Army doesn't want to do. They just drop their weapons and, and let them in, right? Like, I, I think in, so I watched this video with a journalist who was in um, Afghanistan and he was in communication with like a lot of the Afghan military. And he says that it's a bit wrong to state that like they all kind of left because okay. even though overall the Taliban was outnumbered like 300,000 uh, to 75,000, there were a lot of like areas where that wasn't necessarily the case where it was like 2,000 Taliban fighters versus like mm. 75 Afghan military members. Okay. So it kind of depends. And a lot of them who did drop 
um, they kind of um, saw the writing on the wall, so they didn't necessarily think that it was worth fighting if they were outnumbered and right. they were going to get slaughtered. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't. I, I do think that it probably a lot of them did just drop because I mean, I mean, if there's not really a cohesive national identity, you're not going to have much loyalty. You know, especially especially if they think, well, I mean, what what's, what the fuck is the point of this? You know, yeah. I'm going to get killed if I try to fight them. I'm out as well. Just yeah, you know, um, not fight them. Can't right. beat them, join them. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, do you, do you whatever think, makes you survive? Do you think the Taliban watches a lot of anime? No. I would I would say that if they did watch a lot of anime, they only watched like Death Note, and that's it. There's a lot of military tactics in some of those animes. <laughs> yeah, you know, you true. could you could learn a couple of things. Like when you're saying there's. 75 people at one bank and 2,000 Talibanians coming in, like, the, the, and then they send like the 3,000 to go deal with the 100,000, and those 3,000, they, they get them, get their attention, then retreat. The other 2,000 go the back way. That's like an anime victory right there. They, they would, they would do that in an anime. I've seen yeah, an anime. Is, I've seen a couple anime. Is that what they do in an anime? They would do that in an anime. Is that an anime? I've seen a couple <laughs> anime. That's what they would do. Yeah. Attack on Titan is very thorough with their like military um, strategies. Joe will point to that out. I don't want to give uh, al uh, the Taliban, uh, Al Qaeda, ISIS, whichever one it is, any ideas. But mm -hmm. uh, those recruitment videos, they're probably not as effective as an anime. Yeah, <laughs> animes are effective. Here's what we got to do: we got to get them hooked on anime. Then we got to start feeding them like uh, the Care Bear style of cartoons. And so they, 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 they're like, oh, yeah, this is great military tactics. And you slide in those, like, care, love, care, care bear, bear stuff. Stare. And they're like, you know, this is really effective, too. Love is even better than murder. Solid plan. <laughs> I, yes. I think, I think we have some things to think about, America. All right. Well, with that, we are going to bid everyone. Mike, uh signing off you got anything you want to tell our audience where link they can in the find description you? to mike's channel by the way if you if you're not aware of it go check it out no thank you all so much uh you're all incredible it's always fun to catch up with you both your chat and community is always uh fantastic thank you so much for having me if, if hopefully we, the audio improved yeah right right that's what i was thinking we got to have you back in a few months if, if we can get I'll you back sooner sure, than later we'll, yeah. have, we'll have the audio perfect for you <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if it like maybe worked itself out towards the end. I'm not. It's a little I didn't better. See complaints? Yeah, I okay. think people stop okay. complaining because we didn't listen to their complaints. That's my favorite thing. Um. I'm a very abusive lover. <laughs> 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 we laugh because I'm joking. <laughs> they know you're joking. Yes, I'm a sweet. You're lover. a sweet boy. Yeah, you're a sweet boy. You might you hear never, some cracks and pops, but those are just my joints while I'm railing you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Everybody have a good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
Drunken peasants. Drunken peasants.